You are now tuned into Woo Chow. Woo Chow. Woo Chow. The podcast. All right, y'all. I want to welcome y'all to another segment of Woo Chow. <laughs> and we are about to discuss surviving R. Kelly. You know, wondering about you. Do you like teenage girls? When you say teenage, how are we talking? Girls. News singer R. Kelly breaks his silence. Tonight, the R&B star responds to allegations regarding sex with underage girls. Plus, celebrities speak out about the controversy and what it could mean for R. Kelly's career. My mind's telling me no. But my body, my body's telling me yes. Baby, I don't want to hurt nobody. But there is something that I must confess. R&B singer R. Kelly is facing new accusations of misconduct tonight. A young woman is suing him for failing to disclose a sexually transmitted disease that she claims Kelly gave her. The woman also accuses him of sexual battery. We know those things didn't happen. The man was not operating a uh, harem or a sex cult or holding people hostage or anything like that. All right, y'all, so we're going to get started. It's a six-part series of Survivor R. Kelly. Like. <sighs> That's crazy. <sighs> All right, so let's start with the beginning. Let's just let's just start these little details that they was talking about in his um, childhood and his past. You know, um, they were talking about he was molested by his sister as a child. Well, they weren't saying, but I they didn't say it. But the uh, the the girl I watch on YouTube, um, Unwind with Tasha K, she she um, interviewed the younger brother Carrie that was on the inter- the um, documentary. He said it was their older sister. Oh, yeah, I've seen that video. Wow. Yeah, I didn't see that. I got to send it and to you. And he said, I don't know, he told one girl that he was molested by some nigga in the neighborhood. Like, it's, it's a lot of lies going on, but most of the times, you know, anyways, when it, when it, it's rape is one thing, molestation is another thing. Most of the time when it's molestation, it's by, the, it's by a family member. Yeah. Always, especially when you're young. Like, if you look at the statistics, kids that actually get raped... And kids that get molested is two different numbers because there are cases where young children or young preteens and stuff get raped in the neighborhood or some incident happened. Not saying it don't happen, but most of the time when you're young and situations like that happen, it's family members. Or close family friends. Close family friends, boyfriends, uncles, aunts. Yeah. In Whitney Houston case, it was an aunt. Um, cousins. I have people that said their cousins touched them. Um, and black people, you know, we don't we don't say nothing about molestation. We kind of that's why, yeah, that's why sweep that so thing on the road. Like when Carrie told uh, Robert, he got molested. molested and Robert was like, nah, nah, I don't think so. And I thought he would have been the main one to believe it because he experienced it for himself. So I couldn't understand that <laughs> his reaction, right? 
Well, it's some things, though, um, we need to just, like, okay, so, two things about R. Kelly Pass. One, him hanging out at the high schools. Yes. What the fuck? At that point, I was just, like, this man, like, isn't, atten- like, he's intentionally in the creep. Like, it's not like he meet a girl, you know, at a club, and, you know, she he find out she's 17, he's like, fuck it, I'm gonna keep fucking with her. He's actually going and, like, seeking out young girls at this point. Right. Well, Destiny had a pretty interesting opinion on that. Like, yeah. I was thinking that maybe he was always going to the high school and everything because those are the only girls he was ever, like, really exposed to that had the mindset of sex, I guess. So he was he was stuck there, and then he dropped out of high school on top of everything. So, like, mentally he's stuck, and he's just, like, stuck thinking that he's that age, I guess. And then going there every day only, like, further... That he had an issue. I think he was just trying to probably like live out his old high school dream, and that's probably what came with. But still, my thing is, if everybody can sit here and say we see him hanging out at the high school, we see him picking up the girls, we know the girls that got picked up. Um, these teachers could have got together and been like, he banned. Yeah. These just could have got together and called one of them girls like, hey, come here, what's going on over there? Right. Got together and did something, but everybody just, you know. Right. Jay Bird be wanting fucking hugs at family when they booty his ass off campus. Yeah. This man over here fucking all the girls. Like, yeah, I feel like. Get a trespassing warrant on or something? Yeah, I feel like the principal dropped the ball on that because, like. I mean, the girl did say, like, on the documentary, nobody cared because they were black girls. So, I mean. I don't even know why they included his little old ass teacher on there because I was just kind of like. Yeah. She was, to me, she was the only one with some sense, though. The only one with some sense and some knowledge, but that still didn't do anything. Yeah. Right. yeah she, by, the, by, the, by the time she said she said something or had him removed from the school, he had already picked up about 10, 12 girls yeah. out of there already. So it's, at that point, it's really. It really don't even matter. I like, think I think they the staff didn't do anything about it because he was putting a school on the map. Like, he put in. You know, Chicago on the map, like, he's new to the celebrity scene, he's up and rising, and so, they're like, yeah, they find out R. Kelly be coming here, they gonna, it's gonna draw some good publicity to the school, but, like, my what like, cost? Like, my thing is, you know, and this is something that's gonna come up throughout the whole podcast, when I was their age, all the way through high school, honestly, until I became good enough until a senior, even then, I had to take my ass home. My mama used to be like, school bus leave at this time. You should be home at this time. Unless I asked her the day before or called her and said, can I hang out with so-and-so before I come home? I couldn't just go and be hanging out. Like, some of them talking about something. I just went to the studio. I used to go from school straight to the studio. My mom would have been. My mom would have been like, what studio? Where where the studio at? My mama would have met me at the studio. You feel me? Yeah. For real. It's things like that that I don't understand because I had I had I, I had to be home. Like I caught the school bus, so all that hanging out and stuff. My mom wasn't coming to pick me up from nowhere. You already know black parents be like, choose if you want to get dropped off or picked up. Well, I wasn't getting neither at this point, so I'm not getting picked up when the school bus takes me home. So mom's like, you need to be on your ride home. You feel me, like. When I became a senior, I had friends that had cars, so I could say, yo, I'm going to be with Jules, or I'm going to be with Jasmine. Okay, cool, they bring you home, but, you know what I'm saying? But my mama knew their parents. Right. 
she could ride by there and I'm sitting there. It wasn't no, I'm just going to the studio and hanging out with celebrities right. and hanging out with grown men. Like, you gotta think yeah, about like, what, what kind of households the um, black community has. We got the, you know, you can't go nowhere without letting me know. You gotta come straight home, be home for the um, street lights come on, that kind of thing. Well, the thing and is, they, they try to say it's because these parents are single parents. Somebody tried to use that as a defense. No. Like, single latchkey kids. No, I was a latchkey kid too. I was the oldest of three. Ain't no man been in my house. Right. Like, my mama was divorced, but when I was five, so like she had boyfriends, but I didn't just have a man like a father in the house. My whole life. I was the babysitter. You feel me? So me too, yeah. I had the key, come home, unlock, y'all go in the house, stay in. Don't go outside and play if I'm not home type exactly. stuff. You know what I'm saying? So they can't even use that as an excuse. Like, these had to be them parents that we know, the parents that really just don't care. Because half of them didn't mention, maybe none of them mentioned parents. None of them said anything about parents. Like, I met R. Kelly and I did this. What did your parents say? Yeah. Or they can have really, or they could have had really strict parents to where, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. Kids be sneaky, like, I mean, saying I'm doing one thing. Dominique, she did say that. She said she was hanging out. She didn't find out till, her, her mama didn't find out till somebody snitched and said she'd been with R. Kelly. Exactly. And she had admitted, but her mama set it off when she found out. Yeah. Um,. You got his hanging out with the high school. I know some people from Chicago. Somebody commented on one of my posts the other day and said, yeah, we, I used to hear about his parties back in the days, his parties that used to happen and things that went down at his parties. But, like, I didn't live on that side of Chicago, so we would hear about it, but nobody really, like, it was just all talk, like, oh, this is what they be doing at R. Kelly parties or whatever. She's like, I stayed on North Side and he was on South Side. And I'm just like... Everybody was at the parties. Everybody knew about the parties. Like this man, they said this man had beds in the middle of the studio. Yeah. Who has beds in the middle Freaks. of the studio? Freaks. Like, Freaks. like, why did y'all think that was okay? I, I understand that was like a little, a little futon in the, you know, in the, you see, the you see that in the, you know, our, our, our little couch, you know, that turned into a bed because you know, if you in the studio all night, whatever. But actual bedroom set up like. Like, like, you gonna be habitating in this? Look at this nigga outfit, like... And I think you're awesome. free, like, that's like, like, Leather pants and shit. The fucking belt with the tongue sticking out, like... Sick. But I think it's also kind of a problem in, like, how sexuality is viewed in uh, the different genders at certain points in their life. Like, it's cool for girls to see older men and cool for guys to see younger women. So, like, you see the issue there. In this case, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, R. Kelly, he's a celebrity. He's older. He knows what he's doing. And he, like, I'm a pedophile, so. <laughs> That's the thing, though. When you don't address um, those issues of molestation and sexual abuse, they go to think, people go to thinking, it was done to me. I can do it to other people. Then other people think, I'm going to do it to other people. I'm going to do it to other people. And it's just a long-ass cycle of sexual abuse that nobody addressed because everybody knows about it and goes, we just gonna move the other way. And so it just keeps going on, but I still don't think that's an excuse. Mm-mm. It's just, I know, we just know that's that's why it's happening. You know, some people are just sick for no reason. Some people have reasons for why they do it, but nobody actually goes and nips it in the bud and go, this is an issue. So when the daughter or the cousin or even the little boys say, so-and-so touched me, instead of saying, 
we need to talk about this and something needs to be done. No, that didn't happen. Or don't tell nobody else for them what you that. did. Like, I mean, in my I high school, I told you to stop wearing them small shorts around here. I don't seen girls get picked up at lunchtime by older niggas. I used to be looking at them like getting picked up and dropped off. Some of them <laughs> quiet as a cup. Some of them that's their baby daddies. You know what I'm saying? They had babies with these niggas, and that's why they defending R. Kelly because they think that's okay, but it's no. not okay. There's no, there's no reason that somebody that age should be interested in somebody that young. Yeah, and somebody, right. somebody on social media was like, y'all was just bragging about um, having older drug dealer boyfriends in high school. Now y'all swear y'all victims of um, sexual abuse or whatever. And I'm just like, well, that's because you, you mature. Your mindset changed. You're not still in that same childish mindset. Ooh. I'm big and bad because my nigga older. Like now you like well, damn. nobody seems to re- nobody seems to realize that they were being sexually yeah. abused. Yeah, not and like damn. I'm taking advantage of girls with older men and boys losing their virginity to babysitters and older women. Like I literally had an argument with a dude on a post because he yes, was so was proud. He yes. was so proud that he lost his virginity to an older woman that babysitted him or and they didn't brag about that. And when I was like, that's 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 nasty. Like you was sexually abused and you just glorifying it. And that's when that's why I had a problem with somebody on another post posting about what about men? Men don't have a safe space to talk about being sexually abused because y'all laugh at us. We're laughing because you glorifying it. It's not funny, but when you glorifying it, how can I really be like I feel? I take you seriously. I'm I'm you know I'm one of the people that take it serious regardless. But a lot of people. Don't take it serious. So when Terry Crews came out and said he was sexually assaulted, people laughed. They laughed at him. That's not funny. Like he was brave enough to open his mouth and say something, and y'all decided that y'all was gonna be ignorant with that information when it could have been a situation to raise awareness. Like they had a whole post where these boys just like these men was just like, we don't have no safe space. We can't say nothing about it. They was arguing so hard. I'm like, y'all have no argument. If y'all want to be a part of the conversation, you have to be. A part of the part of the conversation. You can't yeah. you can't say what about us when us ain't never said nothing. They, and they own, that's a last ditch effort to not recognize what's going on with the black women who are being abused. I told them that what about us argument sounded like an all lives matter thing. Exactly. Like, hey, these black girls are struggling, but what about us? We want to be included. Mm. Can you focus on one thing at a time? Exactly. Because black men also don't really care about black women for the most part. Nope. You got you got your thugs, you got your drug dealers, you got your hoteps, you got your handful of good men. You know, they don't yeah. men in general don't value a woman, much less a black woman. So they think it's funny. Like every man that I seen post said the most disrespectful things about these women, these yeah. victims about they hoes, they gold diggers, they liars. Right. R. Kelly stopped paying them. That's why they did this. The director of this documentary says she didn't even pay nobody on this documentary. She said she didn't pay nobody. Everybody's there because they want to be there. Exactly. She said I didn't. Pay, she said I didn't pay nobody. She said people believe that I paid them money to get on camera. She's like I didn't. She's like I went out and got everybody. She was like and they had a choice. And she was like even though there's a lot of women on this documentary telling their stories. She said there was a whole bunch of other women that declined, that did not want to be on camera, that came and told their story so that, you know, it can be talked about in the conversation, but refused to go on camera. 
because they didn't want to be on camera. Yeah, I knew it had to be more than that. I'm like, this is 30 years of sexual abuse. You don't think that he left a bigger trail of bodies? Exactly. And my thing is, I feel like shit. If they would, if it was a whole bunch of men saying, "Oh, I slept with R. Kelly." All the niggas be like, oh, no, no, I won't fuck with R. Kelly. I'm just telling him. Exactly. Because you, you see what they just did to Dwight Howard. Right. So now, <laughs> so they, then they turn around and be like, oh, he ain't sexually abused those women. He holds lying. They ain't get paid enough. Da, 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 da. Like, just we gonna, we, I'm telling you, we're going to get to these comments because I screen. I literally went, typed in hashtag surviving R. Kelly, and I went petty as it may be, and I just screenshot it. Stuff and I'm just like, this is the problem right here. This is what people are saying on their posts. Like they like bumping. I'm still listening to his music. Like honestly, before the documentary and before I knew everything, I still wasn't saying what they were saying, but I was still listening to R. Kelly. But in good confidence, I can't listen to it now. Like I can't yeah, because I to know that his to, to know that his music is in reference to young girls, I'm not comfortable now. I'm not really comfortable. Like it came on my Pandora the other night. You know, when I was being grown, and I literally put thumbs down, bitch, stopped and put thumbs down. Like I can't, literally, I can't. Me. That was me the other week. Like I, I can't, I can't get, I can't get jiggy with it. Like yeah, no. <laughs> Body's calling came on, and I was like, hold yeah. that thought, thumbs down, move on. It's just that easy. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not listening to that. Like knowing that there's a young girl out there who this song is based on. Like I'm not comfortable with yeah. that. Yeah. Piggyback off of the men comment, like, in the anonymous book that was written about him, there was a guy that was, you know, fucking him. Ray Ray. Yeah. Like, so his whole security guard. That's I, that. That's that. Yeah. I believe because R. Kelly is that free master. I mean, you see what he turned Dominique into. Yeah. So, like, we, we talking about the women. And this is mostly about the women, but, like, everybody ignored that, too. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I guess it would have took, you know, a whole bunch of men to be, like, surviving R. Kelly for people to cancel him because, you know, homophobia is just... It's just on the I worst thing besides pedophilia, like... I feel like the, wor- the thing amongst black men, like, the worst thing you could be is gay. You could be... Yeah, honestly. Bitch. You could be a pedophile. You could be, be beating the hell out of... All the women you've been with, but if you gay, I don't know if you've seen what that dude posted. Cancer. Somebody posted that you know, the, my friend that posted the, the status about men you have been sexually abused too, and the, all the men that was commenting. He said something about he would rather it be that his um, he said he'd rather his son, his, his he'd rather his daughter be um, no, he'd rather his son be abused than his daughter. And that no. he he rather it. Or was it the other way around? I'm gonna pull it up. No, keep talking. I'm gonna pull or, it up. I'm gonna or he rather it. it not be a dude. Like they like when men are sexually abused or little boys are sexually abused. If it's a woman, oh hey you the man. But if it's a man, they just take such offense to it, and it's literally the same thing. Like right. your child was taken advantage of, my and you mother, can't see past. You know the. The homophobia, like that's backwards to me. It's real backwards. I don't understand that. Yeah, if you say anything about somebody being gay, oh, they will cancel oh, you yeah, completely. They don't want to hear anything. And technically, Dwight Howard was with a woman. Okay, so my friend, this is the status my friend posted. He said, "People confuse me." He said, "When y'all thought the LGBTQ community was for pedophilia, 
y'all was bashing them, taking that community up and do that. But you accept to make excuses and was okay with the heterosexual pedophiles in your home, your family, your church, celebrities. I've seen posts in the past few days that confirm some of y'all are okay with it or would rather it be gender specific. My hypothesis is if it's, if it's anything gay, y'all not for it, but if it's anything hetero, y'all be on, y'all be on go. If you have to get a fake ID or pay extra to get into a club or need parental consent for a tattoo or piercing, just say no. So, um, let me find, I think he deleted it, but somebody commented was just kind of like, them girls is lying and I would much rather it be, let me see. Oh yeah, he was like, y'all, um, why y'all on rape culture? For hyper black, um, hyper masculine black men, it's not cool for your minor son to have sexual relations with older women. It should not be a rite of passage in the black community. It's not considered being a cougar. That is still pedophilia hood or not. If you think that's cool, please seek the help and guidance you need. Would you? You wouldn't let your adolescent daughter be with the older man. So why let your adolescent son be with an older woman? Think about it. The first comment on this post was yeah. from a guy. He said, "I don't need help, but I'd rather that than that." He would rather his son be with an older woman than his daughter be with an yeah. older man. I'm just convinced that these niggas are fucking sick. Because I feel like if the legal age of consent was 12, niggas would really be out here fucking 12 and 13 year old girls because it's legal to do so. And that's still fucked up. It's a child. What the hell you're growing ass done with a child? She said, what can you even talk about? This girl said, so you rather one pedophile over the other? He said, I guess if you put it like that, then yeah. And just like in society where gay is gay, but it's more acceptable for a woman on woman than it is for a man on man. This life is about double standards. It's about which double standard you choose to accept or deal with. And that's the one I choose to accept. I don't think it's acceptable for more women to be gay because I still get harassed. I know a lot of people that get harassed. What's more acceptable than... I mean, probably white women is more acceptable. I guess it's because it's more fetishized. That's what it is. I was going to say, it's not not more acceptable. It's not acceptable. Like, being a gay man is still fetishized, but in a... It's more like socially acceptable to fetishize lesbians, I guess. Because the thing is, men think if a girl is a lesbian, then there's a chance for a threesome. There's a chance that they'll be be able to be involved. Because, you know, in their mind... How are both bitches are gay? <laughs> begging for something. The lesbians that aren't, like, really harassed a lot is most of the time studs. Yeah. So if- Because they want to prove that they could sex the gay out of studs like there's a whole section on the internet of men that claim they have broken studs and they recording it they making porns out of it like where they having sex with studs like oh yeah the title be dumb shit like oh watch me fucking this stud that said that she was swear she was gay all this other stuff and i just be like why why and i don't see how to um how that work because she looked like you, so did that make you gay? Like, oh no, she a woman, no matter what she was. So, like right then, it don't matter what she was. Exactly. Suddenly, it don't matter, you know. But you know, we ain't gonna get too far off. Um, this Pied Piper R. Kelly. Did y'all? Did anybody Man, look up look up the story of the Pied Piper? Why did he uh, named himself? this? like, why do these posts let this happen? Like, I had to go. Like, the thing is, I've never like I've heard of the Pied Piper. But, you know, when you're young, like, you know, I, I was born in 1990. I'm not, I heard him say this for years, and I never thought to go look up what the Pied Piper is until they started talking about it. And I had to go actually research the Pied Piper fable and see what it is. And it's literally a man that 
he was supposed to be helping a town get rid of rats with his flute. And so he did it. They refused to pay him. And so instead, he played his flute and lured all their children out of town into yeah. a cave to never be seen again. Yeah. That's wild. There were only two kids left behind. One that was deaf that couldn't hear the flute and one that was blind that couldn't see one of them. Literally. That's the only reason why the people knew where their kids was because these two kids that got left behind told them what happened. That's crazy. But, like, y'all really let this man call himself the pie popper. Like, because I feel like as long as you keep niggas singing and dancing, who the fuck cares about what you That's true. He was like, damn, it sure is a sex tape that Reggie was selling down the street or R. Kelly pissing on a girl with shit. I think it's on sale. Like, <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, people knew they were giving that tape away, basically. If you know how many comedy videos about these comedians we watch, I was seeing saying, dang, that's messed up. But I'm still gonna listen to R. Kelly. Like, For real. Like, yeah, he really pissed on that little girl. I thought it was really fucked up how he acted like the same as his brother. Yeah. Like, it's one thing if you and your brother talked about that strategy and he said he would take the fall for you. But he had to find out the fucking hard way he decided to sacrifice him. That's crazy. Yeah. He would do anything, like, just to hold on to that, you know, power that he thinks he has. And his I feel like it's kind of like, it's kind of like how you know something about somebody. Like, you know black people. We know something about somebody who they car kill or they smoke, you know, they smoke crack or they sell drugs. But you know, I'm like, well, it's fucked up, but shit, that's them. I feel like that's why it went on so long with R. Kelly, because he was just like, oh shit. That's what the fuck he do. Why people get like, I don't give it's not happening to me or somebody I know it's some shit. It's and happening. that's what really, like, pissed me off about the documentary, The Sparkle. Because I'm just like, there's no way in hell, like, I don't have nephews, I have nephews. But, first of all, there's no way in hell I want to be working under somebody that I know for a fact. It's fucked up. There's too many red flags with her simply because she tried to pretend as if she was so shocked that it was her niece and she didn't know what was going on. But the other backup singer basically said that Sparkle was the lead backup singer, which means if this backup singer knows what's going on, you do too. Yeah, but well my thing is, is she's talking about, I was pissed. I was so pissed when I walked in the studio and saw that my niece was alone with him. First of all, if that would have been like an older woman that I know messes with little boys and my nephews, like in the studio alone, like we finna fight. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Put your um, your phone on mute. No, I said put your put your phone on mute so you can listen. Okay. Like I'm gonna be tearing the whole studio up. Like what the fuck are you doing in here with my nephew type shit? And she should have whooped her ass. Like you know I'm saying, not her, not the little girl. things first of all you appalled for different reasons you appalled because your niece is in there one allegedly two you just said a couple weeks ago you was at his house and his wife was locked in the room big ass knocking on the door asking can she come out and get food right. not strange to you not strange that you around and you see all these young girls around including yourself Man, so to be outraged because it's your family member now you're outraged because it's your family member Exactly. Now you're outraged. And then she's talking about, oh yeah, we're 
Well, Denise told her that we're finna just spend the night. Yeah, he's finna have a whole bunch of us. We're finna spend the night. First of all, um, I would've been calling my sisters like, hey, um, what the fuck? Why are you letting him go over there? Like, why are they going? You know, Sorry, at, at 13, I wasn't even there. spending the night. My mama barely let me go spend the night. Shit, I'm 28 and I can't go spend the night right now. I go spend the night right now and I get so much heat for it. So you tell me at 13 and 14, y'all could just tell y'all parents, Y'all going to spend a night with an older man because he's a celebrity and nobody inquires? I can't spend a night with nobody, especially not no damn man. Like, I ain't yeah. spending a night with If it was even a man in the house. That's what I was going to say. If there was boys in the house, my mom would be tripping. My best friends got brothers who I'm not interested in, and my mom would be tripping. Like, it's still men in the house. Are you telling me your parents are not concerned that you're on the road in another city with a man? I feel like the thing Who has those allegations? That, y'all. I feel like the thing with Sparkle was. She's just not like tea. So, yeah. What's the excuse? No, that's, I'm not, can I finish? Like, as a, as a auntie, you gotta know when to step up and when to back off. And I feel like she didn't know when to step up and when to back off until it was already too late. Like, you like, oh, why are you in the studio, you know, by yourself without me? She like, oh, my mama done dropped me off. So it's like she can't be like, you know, so and so, don't drop her off because then it's gonna be the argument of, well, it's my child. You don't tell okay, me well, my child. Honestly, um, you're right about that to an extent. Now, there's a thing when it comes to overstepping. Like, if you're trying to tell somebody how to raise their child, yes. But if the there, it don't seem like Sparkle's family was all involved like she was. I mean, she had more knowledge. She wasn't doing this either. Because if if my my sister called me and say she alone you dropped off in the studio and this man be doing allegedly this, well then yeah I'm not gonna be like don't overstep because that's my child. I'm be like well thank you for telling me and take my ass back. Now if you just call me on some regular stuff like oh I don't think you should be doing that with your child, I probably still won't do that. But most people would be like don't tell me how to raise my child. But yeah. if you saying Yo, I just want to let you know that it don't be nothing but young girls around this man. And allegedly, I don't know if it's true, but I've been hearing things that this is what he do with girls. You might want to be more careful. I would like kind of take that as a tip. But, you know, if you wait until she already on the sex tape, he they probably got paid. They were, they weren't going to speak up then and be like, yeah, that's my child on there now. You don't know. She done already had sex with the man. I'm saying my child would have been speaking up. But you know, for some people, money just just more important than yeah. than their child mental health, and that I just can't give it. I'm sorry. Sparkle had a little bit more things that she could have done. Yeah, Sparkle didn't do. She, she didn't do nothing because she was worried about her career. Fuck that. Fuck a career at that point. At that point, fuck a career. But she was more concerned about her career. She only decided to put that career on the back burner when it was time for court. And she don't seem to tape, and she's disgusted because of what he's doing. But before that, it was like, do I speak up? Because what if I say something and he right. shut me the My fuck thing down? That, that really no, hurt me at all, too, was you, should, you said that your niece was a rapper. Why the fuck you introducing your niece to a rapper to the quiet popper R&B? I ain't heard R. Kelly rap shit yet. And I'm sorry, on his fake, his <laughs> fake days when he was at the hotel to 6 in the morning... He still wasn't rapping. He was still fucking singing. So, exactly. and all these girls that's supposed to be put on, I ain't heard a record, a, 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 a mixtape, a SoundCloud, <laughs> a YouTube video. I ain't heard 
heard a song yet. Asriel ain't put out a song yet. Um, what the fuck? None of them ain't put out no music yet. So who is he putting on? The Hispanic lady, like. Well, she damn sure had no song. I, I said, said Destiny, on. who the fuck is she? Because, <laughs> bitch, she ain't put out no music. And what? She met him in the early 2000s. In the early. She wanted the first, second one of the first two victims, so like, ain't heard a single yet. I can't, I can't search y'all and find a song of y'all singing anywhere. But he was supposed to be putting all these people on. Nah, but you got one month to get me a mixtape going, or I'm gonna start questioning why I'm here, and I'm gonna be like, it's time for me to go. Nine years later, ain't a note on SoundCloud yet. You should be questioning that you. It's not about your career anymore. Yeah, like. That girl, her best friend was like, yeah, girl, you can get put on. The the Hispanic lady. Yeah, girl, you can get put on. And then after like 10 years of fucking bullshit and abuse, she like, at this point, you're just a prostitute. Damn, bitch. Like, I would have They prostituting because just like my best friend said, these parents sold their damn kids. There was a video I was watching literally yesterday because we finna move on. We finna jump into this Aaliyah and R. Kelly. There was a video I was watching yesterday, you know, um, Tasha K. She got a lot of evidence because you need to watch her because apparently, you know, she's legit. She do interviews and the family members step forward in confidence and tell her stuff. And she go, I'm going to put it on my channel. And they go, go ahead. So apparently Aaliyah's family members came to her and told her about an incident years ago when Aaliyah, um, they were in all staying in the house together or something. And dad was in one room sleeping. They said they walked in and opened the room. And not only was he having sex with Aaliyah, he was having sex with Aaliyah's mom. So it was like, Aaliyah's mom, if not the dad, Aaliyah's mom damn sure know what's going on. Putting out statements talking about she was always on tour with her and the backup singers is lying. Because who is she? But where were you when they was getting married in Motel 6? Yeah. Yeah. Where were you on the tour bus when they, he was having sex with your daughter? Exactly. Because he, he was breaking you off too. Yeah. She said two family members came and said they will never forget it. They will not lie about it. They said they were disgusted. They said they were having a threesome, Aaliyah, her mom, and R. Kelly. They said the plan, they said that Barry, her uncle, knew that R. Kelly was like this. So they knew that putting Aaliyah up on him, he wouldn't be able to he wouldn't be able to resist it because she was pretty. She could sing. He liked her. But the plan was never for him to marry her. And that's where things got messy. Her mama sold her. Yeah. It was all part of a plan. Like, we gonna put Aaliyah up here. We gonna extort this nigga. (laughs) And the plan went wrong when he got her pregnant and married her. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We didn't discuss a marriage and a baby. Now we gotta gotta up the game. And that's why R. Kelly ain't making no money. Because his publishing rights is owned by Aaliyah's parents. They own his publishing rights. Anytime a song will play on the radio, a mention, an iTunes... The money's going to them, not R. Kelly. Exactly. That's why he broke his head. They own, they own R. Kelly. And that's disgusting that you sold your child for a check. Yeah, I just... The thing about Aaliyah... I don't know she even had that reap the benefits anyway. Yeah, that... Aaliyah... Like, I can only say that she, 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 would, she would be here to reap the benefits, but... Like, I did. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, she was mad and a lot of people were upset that they included her in the documentary. And I'm like, no, it needs to be said. Like, yeah, nothing, so nothing... Nothing, nothing negative was said about her. It's all the negativity is on him. She's a child. And the thing is, she she was, you know, Aaliyah had the potential to be big before she died. She could have really went somewhere before she died. She had talent, regardless. You know, she could sing, she could dance, 
she was pretty. She had it. And she, I'm not saying, I don't even think she knew what her parents had no plan. Maybe she did. Maybe she did. Maybe they set her down and said, this is what we're going to do. Nah, I but I don't think she, she did either. I don't think she would have went for it because they said that when she was talking to Damon Dash, um, she said that R. Kelly was a bad man, you know, later on down the line. He said that that's what she said. So, you know, I think she got to a point where she even realized this ain't right. You know well, what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, come on, <laughs> same thing with Whitney Houston, people's old this person got a little talent, so we're going to exploit it, and we're going we gonna to get a bag off of it. Like, that's so disgusting to me because you have, you out here breeding whole-ass human beings and then exploiting them because they got something that you didn't have. Right. So now you're trying to live through them, and you're just doing the most disgusting shit to them so you can get put on. Right. Like... My whole thing with Aaliyah was that I just, that was my baby growing up. Like, bitch, that was my first celebrity crush. So I was like, okay, you know, bitch, they talk about my baby in a bad way. And I was texting someone this morning. I was like, well, we need to shed light on this anyway because of the point she just brought up, you know. The thing is, there's no way we could talk about R. Kelly and tell the story without talking about Aaliyah because I remember... I was really young, so I don't remember everything. By the time I heard that there was anything going on with R. Kelly, it was very little snippets in my older, you know, my older life, like 18 and 19. And even then, people didn't seem to have information about it. It was just like, well, R. Kelly did this with Leah. That's it. No details, nothing else. You know, this whole thing with the marriage certificate surfacing and having more eyewitnesses and everybody saying, yeah, this is what was going on, is different. And I was telling my best friend, too, it's no excuse, but I really think that the generation before us didn't do or say much because the internet wasn't prominent like it is now. Mm-hmm. There was no TMZ. There was nobody outside your house. Just, oh, I heard. It was I heard. I heard. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't Facebook. Nobody was posting pictures and catching right. you. Like, now, you walk out your front door, somebody in the bushes taking a picture. We seen our Kelly with Aaliyah. If it was happening right now, they would have known instantly. Somebody would have snuck a camera in there don't record it a sex snippet. It would have been all over Twitter, and Instagram. It would have been everywhere. Hold so on. Oh. When they put out that Leah movie, was that on Lifetime? Yeah, but they didn't even that one was. Wait, 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 no. So that was on Lifetime, right? Lifetime put that out, right? Mm-hmm. See, now I see why her parents or you know her mama, because you know the mama be handling all the shit. Really, I don't really hear too much about the daddy, but the mama was outraged and. She didn't want to, she didn't condone the movie being made or whatever. Yeah. They was trying to put that shit about R. Kelly in that bitch, trying to shed like. You know, but the thing is, a, a lot of people are so concerned. A lot, too many people, in my opinion, like, I understand people are upset because Lifetime did it, you know, and I don't approve that movie they did because it was trash. It was trash because they didn't have the rights to the music. So right. they, really couldn't, they really couldn't play nothing. It was yeah. lip song and it was very thrown together. But. My thing is, is uh, as black people, if we picked up these stories and handled it and stopped worrying about who we going to lose and who we going to defend, Lifetime wouldn't have had the opportunity. Because I'm pretty sure this director took it other places before Lifetime picked it up. But you know damn well, BET not going to pick it up because they ain't trying to lose their fan base. You know, ain't no other channel going to pick it up. Lifetime ain't afraid to hurt no feelings. You know, anything that come on Lifetime is about sexual abuse, rape, birth, kids, Polygamy, whatever. Lifetime touches on any life topic. They not worry about if you watching their channel. 
Shit, they got two channels. They got Lifetime for the shows and Lifetime Movie Network. They are not concerned about whether you are watching their channel. Right. But the movie was so thrown together because look at how limited the resources was. Because her she said her mama was not going for that mama shit. shut down. Yeah. But you know, but you know the real reason why her mama wasn't for it. It wasn't not because they were going to throw the R. Kelly in. That may have been a reason she's saying, and that may be a good reason to use. But she felt like Aaliyah should have been bigger than a Lifetime movie. That's the problem. You know, everybody was coming out with these biopics. You know, TLC had a biopic. You know, New Editions was in the works, but it was years down the line before they was making it. She felt like Aaliyah was better and bigger than a movie production. She felt like she should have been in the movie theater, like, you know, Whitney Houston. Like, if Aaliyah's going to be, if I'm going to authorize a movie, it needs to be in the movie theaters. It's not going to be on Lifetime or BET or VH1. That kind of thinking. That's what it is. Money. She's trying to prop, like, make profit off That's them. really what it, what it really was because I remember her releasing a statement saying that her daughter deserves to be on more than, deserves to be on more than Lifetime. Man, you thought about that. How many years? Like, you're, um, like, you trying to profit. Like, I mean, I love Aaliyah, but Aaliyah's life was short. Mm-hmm. And her career was short because she died. Yeah. How much can you really cover in a very, a movie theater production? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, I mean, I'm not saying that she should be downsized or she should be lifted up, but. I don't think any celebrity is less than because they have a movie on Lifetime or BET or VH1 versus movie theater because, you know, like I know, movies are expensive. I'm not paying $15 to see your life on big screen. I'm going to wait till that shit get in my fire stick. One to three movies. Sorry. It is what it is. Like, I waited four months for Whitney Houston to hit my fire stick because it surely wasn't there for months. And I waited. And when it got there, I watched it. Sorry, don't have $15 to go watch you in movie theater. That was the real reason. She released a statement. She wanted her daughter to be bigger. And so, you know, you know, we never heard. I think that's what it is because there was no, the internet wasn't prominent. Nobody could catch you. It was more word of mouth like, oh, we heard. We think. But there was no no pictures. Nobody could steal the marriage certificate and post a picture of it and be like, look what I found. You know what I'm saying? It was more like we saw it exists. The sex tape was the first visual yeah, and that was before that, sex tapes even got big. Before that was a thing. It was kind of like, it slipped. You can see the quality. If you've ever seen that tape, you can see the quality of the tape. I don't even want to watch it. I seen it when I was younger, and I didn't watch it, but it's it's, it's not something you want to see. Like, the girl obviously looks young, regardless. Like, it's a long video. And yeah, I've seen the video, and that's how I knew one of the girls was telling the truth, because she said the Colorado room with all the woods, and I just remember all Plus, she's in the video. She's in the um. She's in the first part of the video. Like some people only seen the first part of the video, and so they was just like, "Oh, that girl lying." Um, she damn sure look eighteen or older. I was like, if you watch the whole thing and not just a snippet that they put on Pornhub, you know that there's the video is very long, and it starts with one of the victims that was talking about how she was with the fourteen year old and that she didn't know that she was fourteen. Starts with her and R. Kelly. Then moves to the other girl. It's not like, oh, you know what I'm saying? So right. people just want to find a reason to say somebody lying. You feel me? Like, you know, the whole Aaliyah thing. We would have never known Aaliyah was pregnant by R. Kelly. That would have never gotten out until now. We see she didn't have that baby. Yeah. He married her because she was pregnant. And then it was divorced six months later. That's because parents stepped in, handed them publishing rights, abortion, 
divorce, like annulment. Like this is not happening. Y'all extortion plan went to shit because y'all had a whole plan and it got messed up. Because mm-hmm. he fucking fell for her. He didn't account like they just thought, oh, he liked hunching on young girls. No, he be falling for these young ass girls. And honestly, it's like they say, oh, all these women lying. I'm just like, he's this is lifestyle. Like I'm not trying to hear shit else. Like you married somebody who was like what 27, she's 15. That's like a 20 year difference, nigga. No. And then, like, that interview they did together, I was a little creeped out because she, she like, yeah. My special friend. My best friend, my very special friend. And you, like, y'all have a 10 year gap in between y'all. More More, than 10 10 years. She was 15 and he was 27. So, what do y'all have in common to where y'all are best friends? He's damn near 30. What do do y'all have in common? Because I ain't got no grown friends. And All my friends is my age. And then they ask her how old she is. Oh, a woman never tells her age. Girl! We know you're we know you not old enough. That's the problem. Exactly. You ain't want to say how old. But we knew. And that's why when yeah, she, yeah. that album came out and everybody just bumping in and shit. Like, age Yeah. The I'm thing like, is, I finally, it was funny because um, before this documentary came out, I was in Orlando around Christmas time. And that song is on my phone, so it was on shuffle, and we was coming home one, late one night, and it was playing, and I was singing it, not listening to it. You know, I grew up listening to this music, so sometimes you sing songs, and you're not really listening to the words. I went back and listened to it at this diary, and I'm just like, so much wrong with this, like, missed all of this, missed all of that. All of that flew right over my head, like. Because it's, it's a groove. Like, when you listen to that song, it's a groove. Like, you be jamming, you be like, okay, I'm like that. And, you know, you see the video, she walking up and hugs You're like, okay, I see you. And ain't heard nothing she said beyond the chorus. Like, before all of this happened, so, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. So, before this interview, not interview, the documentary came out, and, like, I had only heard that, like, I never knew they was married until the fucking Lifetime movie came out. I didn't even watch it. Like, I thought I it was know. just rumor. Yeah, I thought it was rumor. I, I mean, I didn't think it was a rumor, but I mean, I didn't hear much beyond that there, that there was a marriage and that yeah, it was annulled like, shortly after. Yeah, nobody ever said it. Like one guy when I was like younger, he was like, "I don't fuck with R. Kelly." I was like, "Why?" Because he married me. He was like, "Man, he married me when she was like 15. She told me for like 15, 15, like that." You know, that's a baby. I didn't know. Like I didn't know until. The, um, documentary but like the song when he's on there together he's like now let me see you go back 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 and forth <laughs> like they on that bitch singing and I'm in this bitch like jamming yeah it's a, it's a bop it's a what real groove you be like yeah and like, mine, I'm like and that's why my, they have a song together like that's my exactly like, like it was so funny because on her album cover you know they pull that the internet pull everything up yeah they pull the album cover and they search on R. Kelly in the background looking like a creep like she over here and this man in the background like why is you really notice that why is you I, all- I never noticed that cause to me because I feel like I never noticed it. I always felt like it was cropped to where we couldn't fucking see that part. Because I promise, like, it's so funny what you see when things are brought to awareness. Like, once somebody brings it to your attention, now you can't unsee it. Every time you look at it, you're going to see that creep nigga in the back. Like, you're not going you're not gonna to be able to unsee that just like you're not, you're not going to be able to unhear his songs. Now, when you hear it, you're going to think, which girl was he talking about? 
You can't. Like, you're going to be like, what girl was calling your body? Your mind was telling you no, but your mind is telling your body, your body saying yes, and your mind telling you no. You know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to it now because I'm just like, you're singing about your crimes. <laughs> You know it's wrong, but you're gonna do it anyway because you don't see nothing wrong with it. Like, what I say, and all of singing about your crimes, how's nobody talking about his song? I admit, like, because he didn't admit shit on that 19 minute song. He ain't say a fuck, man. That's why I was looking. Okay, you admit what? Nigga? He just saying, I admit it. I admit it. I didn't do it. I admit it. I admit I didn't do it for 19 minutes. Didn't do what? Can we talk about the Uncle Otis ass nigga? That manager, the creep manager, yes. who was laughing and chuckling and was there for everything. Oh, I asked R. Kelly. He yes. said, wasn't nothing going on. And then then he, he gonna come to me and tell me. <laughs> Go ahead, what what was, hey, I'm so disgusted. No, what fucked me up about the whole thing? How he was just like, yeah, every time they get together, you know, I walk behind them. And I'm just like, you was a third wheel. You was a third wheel. You know that walk behind people is the third wheel. Cause bitch, I don't walk behind people too. Like, damn, I'm mad I'm here. So you was the chaperone to the date. Exactly. And then he talking about, yeah, I was definitely got married. You know, I wish y'all would have said something to him. Nigga, shut up. She looked like. Oh, R. Kelly came to me and said, we gotta, we gotta go back to Chicago. Aaliyah in trouble. She pregnant. How she got pregnant? What y'all was doing to get her pregnant? This nigga was taking them on ice cream cream dates. I'm like, why the fuck? Is he taking R. Kelly and this little ass girl out for ice cream like they a couple and shit? Yeah. Right. And then why the fuck would you be okay even asking like, oh, R. Kelly, you sleeping with me? Because if I, if I was a, a man that had a homeboy and I had suspicions, I'd be like, nigga, you better get your shit straight. Because that's a little ass girl. Like, I'll be ass. Like, yeah, I felt like he he was scared of R. Kelly because ain't no way my old ass finna sit back. And watch you fuck around with this little ass girl, like you. That's somebody. He failed her, and he said that he was like, "I failed both of them. I failed him, and I failed her." But the thing is, he don't feel sorry. He's here, but now because maybe he can't sleep at night, and maybe his conscience has gotten to him, so he feel the need to speak now. But he don't really feel bad. He was chuckling about a lot of things. Oh, we went and got R. Kelly wanted girls. We went and got girls. Like you knew. It was wrong, and I'm pretty sure y'all was having sex with these girls, too. I'm pretty sure R. Kelly wasn't the only one. Because in that Sex Me book, she said his guard would do threesomes with R. Kelly and her. She was like, I had to sleep with both of them. I would do shit. So everybody was getting something. It ain't no fun if if we all ain't getting something. So I'm pretty sure y'all not just rounding up girls, taking them back, and R. Kelly in the room partying by himself. It was an overall studio party. A tour worst party. Everybody was getting smashed. Everybody was getting a piece. And that's why everybody ain't got nothing to say. Because if he started actually pointing out people, all y'all ass going to jail. Because yeah. all y'all need to be in jail. Yeah. They need to come right on the documentary while it was recorded and put the cuffs on the manager. Because I was just waiting. Like, anybody going to come arrest this nigga? Yeah, because he was dead ass wrong. Like, really? he was like, yeah, she was so silly. They were so silly. And blah, blah, blah. He talking about them like they... Was they the same age and had the same mutual interest. Like his favorite fucking And it was normal. People. Yeah, like he shipped them so much. And I was like, this is so wrong on so many levels. So like, Because if it was his daughter, he'll probably be mad as fuck. Like, he to kill and I asked Destiny, I said, so what? The uncle just dropped? Aaliyah off and that was the end of it. He didn't fucking check in and shit. That's like, why. That's why I was like, just like my the person I was watching. She was just like Aaliyah, mama, real shame, and she looked stupid and she needed to shut up her line because he was not on tour with her the whole time. Talking, Aaliyah was never alone with R. Kelly. Oh, 
When when were you there? Because ain't nobody seen to mention you when they talk about Leah you being on the tour. Exactly. Because if you was there, you would have been there for that shabby ass wedding, and it wouldn't have happened. Or you would have been there when they got caught fucking on the tour bus. But go because on. you because you always there, and Leah's never alone with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that backup singer line. My thing yeah. is, how the fuck? How how the fuck did they even? He, that's another thing that I have with the, the girls talking about. Oh, we we saw them having sex. How the fuck they slip off in the tour bus? And everybody crammed together like motherfucking sardines in that bitch. How did right. they slip off in, in enough time? The thing is, the thing is, all, all of y'all, you know, when they show the tour bus, and I've seen a bunch of them, you know, the little bunks on the side, and then there's one bedroom in the back. How all y'all in y'all bunks, and Aaliyah ain't in her bunk? And the dough back their clothes. Y'all hear the room, shit. The room, the room, the room R. Kelly is in is back there and it's closed. And hmm, Aaliyah's not in her bunk. Nobody ain't noticed that she was the only one that slid in her bunk. Oh, we was about to play a prank and we opened the door and we caught him having yeah, sex. Yeah, I, I don't think that was the whole That's story. not the whole story. And just like she, you know, the backup singer knows a lot more than she was saying because, you know, when they asked her, how did you find out about the sex tape? She's it like, don't it don't matter. She tells me she's still protecting Leah. You know, I'm gonna always be protecting her. You, how the truth is time. For, the truth is time Leah. for the truth to come out, baby girl. Wasn't she the one that's talking about? And I went in the other room, and he was fucking my. He had my friend bent over in the, in the studio. studio. That's her, ain't it? Mm-hmm. So, like, like, so she was just R. Kelly fucking. You ain't doing shit. And I'm like, was he not fucking her? Because that was my question. I was just like, you never mentioned him doing anything with you, but you seem to have seen it all. I refuse to believe that you didn't get touched at all. Or he ain't say nothing out of the way. he didn't say nothing out of the way. Or you was just letting it happen and slide because you want to keep your job too. Because I refuse to believe that you was here up in the corner and you see this person having sex over there and you see this person in touch. And he ain't never say anything to you. Like, you was quiet all these years too. Yeah. You speaking now, but you ain't speak for it before now. She didn't really say too much or nothing. And she, what she was really like, was Bobby Brown in the fucking Whitney Houston documentary. Honestly, yeah, when it when they came to, she talked about the beginning, you know, oh yeah, my friends, and yeah, Aaliyah, and then after that, she just kind of faded away, and we never seen her no more for that documentary, because it was kind of like, you're we not going to tell us what we really came here to hear, so. Yeah, you just talking about your memories with Aaliyah. You been that girl? Uh, you didn't, you protective of her now, and she's dead. So what is What there? can she do with your yeah. protection now? Because if you was a real friend, you would have slid that text. You would have slid that call. Hey, this is what I seen. Because whoever released that tape, that girl that said she released the tape, the sex tape, how she said she secretly stole that tape and took it off to the... She knew what she was doing. She wasn't happy with it. She stayed long enough, but she wasn't happy with it. She knew enough to steal that tape with her on it or not and slid it to the right hand so that it can get out. She just didn't think... That when they got out, people was going to take it away. They did, like, oh, it's a sex tape and get all excited and, you know, not realizing there's a child on there. And that makes me angry because now, you know, there's a child on there. You're in court. And the one thing that could have locked him up is what kept him out because her parents got on that stand and said, that's not our daughter. And she got on that stand and said, that's not me. But everybody else got on that stand and said, that's her. You got 50 people lined up to say, that's her. Her childhood friend, the white girl. That's her. Her coach from school. Definitely her. That ain't me. That ain't my daughter. So. That's not my daughter. So, from, okay. So, let me get this straight. So, when the sex tank, like, 
got out and he first got arrested, how old was she then? She had to be like 14 or 15. 14, so she was, she, she had out. just did it. Yeah. Like, yeah, as soon as it happened, the girl said when she figured out he had tapes, she said she stole it and she held on to it and then she said she released it. Yeah. And the, the station said they got hold of the tape and they re, they said that it got leaked, you know. And the tape, and the, and the trial took six years to happen before he finally went on trial? Yeah, he didn't go on trial until 2008. So by then she was already 20, huh? Mm-hmm. And her so, parents was already trying to say, you know, because Sparkle, you know, say she called her brother before she called her sister. She called her brother. She called her brother and said that you know the niece was on there. So everybody knows she's on this tape. They had six years to deal with it. They had six years of being paid off. So by the time he got to court, it don't matter if all was in this room and the whole world said, "Yeah, that's that girl." If she get on there and say that ain't me, what can the judge do? Even the judge being stupid. I was just asking because, like, I was like, well, how different could she have fucking looked from being on the stage when she grew up? I mean, even when you see the tape, her face is not, like, the camera's never, like, this. Like, she's never in the camera like this, you know. The camera's over there, and they over here, you know. But, I mean, you know who you see, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If I see your ass on the tape, I'm like, that's motherfucking night. I'm going to know that's you, like... You just know what you see. And, you know, her childhood friend said that was her. Like, you know, that was my friend. I know that was her. The coach was like, yep, I know that's her. Everybody knows that's her. But that girl sat up there on that stand and said, that ain't me. And her parents said, that ain't her. And then the judges was like, can you imagine the humiliation she would have went through if she would have came forward and been like, that's me? I mean, what's worse, her being humiliated or this man continue to do it now? If they had took care of it then in 2008, we wouldn't be sitting here in 2018 talking, talking about, about why R. Kelly holding girls captive and why he still got tapes and why he still can do everything that he's doing. Because now the thing is, even if it is true, you know what I'm saying? I believe it's all true. You know what I'm saying? For the people that's claiming they don't know, if it is true, they can't charge him. He's been acquitted on certain charges. Yeah. They can get him on certain things, but they can't get him on child pornography and those things. Because when you acquit it, you can't be double tried. Double Jeopardy says you can't be tried again. So... Certain things he'll never get charged for. They're going to have to try to, they're going to have to use bigger fish to fry to get him. They're going to have to go after some, you know, sex trafficking, enslavement. They're going to have to really go out with the hard hitting stuff. And people are going to have to come forward. It's more than you getting on this documentary and saying, I can't touch me. But when you get in court, you don't say nothing, you don't show up. And that's the problem. A lot of people go free because you say you'll be there and then you don't show up. Or you get there and you get scared, you get intimidated, you get embarrassed. So people walk free. Right. That, yeah. that trial was shabby because nobody was there enough. At the time, people were testifying saying, yeah, that's her on the tape. But nobody was actually coming forward saying, I know because I was there. I was in the tape. He did it to me. This is what he be doing. Nobody was doing none of that speaking up. So it's just like, oh, we here, but that man walked free. That girl said she met him at the trial. She went to his trial every day. And that just blew me. That Right. Like, what the fuck? The one where we think she wrote the book. Mm-hmm. That blew me away because it's just like, how, that's, I don't know. I feel like if people are saying the same thing about somebody for 30 years, it's some truth to that. Because ain't nobody going to call you a crackhead if you ain't smoking no damn crack for 30 years. And ain't nobody years. saw you doing it. Ain't nobody saw you doing it. 
don't nobody know, you know, somebody done seen you getting crap from, like, somebody done seen some shit to say, mommy is a fucking crackhead. That whole is putting that shit up her nose. Like, she goes in. Like, I know she put that shit up her well, nose. I've never seen her do it, but I know because I've seen her body shit. Like, I sold it to her. I seen her buy it. I was in the house. I don't everything. She was in. She Nobody's was, gonna was say. On my table. I walked the table. <laughs> no, nobody gonna say she do it. But have you ever seen her? No, I just heard. It's never that. When it, yeah, you heard. But you heard from somebody that was there that saw Monty sniffing. That's just how it go. Somebody right. told somebody that told somebody that was there. I right. saw it. A rumor yeah. come from somewhere. Sometimes rumors stem from nowhere, but sometimes they all come from somebody that was there that told. Hey girl, let me tell you about money, but don't tell nobody else. I ain't gonna tell nobody. Bitch, did you hear about motherfucking money? Next thing you know, everybody in Tallahassee know about money, and money don't know how they know about money. Right, but then 30 years, I'm still smoking crack. Not thinking, damn, don't nobody know how to smoke crack. But everybody been saying that bitch is crack. Honestly, and you know, like, you know, the um, Spanish girl say, you know, she met him at the mall. He told her to come to the studio, sing for me. She sang. He said, oh, you got talent, and kissed her. Whoa. That was, whoa. I would have been like, whoa. That ain't what I'm here for. I just came came to sing for y'all. That's it. Then, next thing you know, oh, I'm at a party, and they drugged me, and I had sex with him, and lost my virginity with him. Whoa. You ain't made an album yet. You ain't made a song yet. Where your mixtape at? First of all, you didn't think it was alarming that this man saw you. This is the first time y'all meet and he go in and kiss you. And he know how old you are? You didn't think, now let me stay the fuck from around this nigga. Because he also preached She said she got mono from this man and almost died. And this man sent her mama a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. It's what your life is worth. And the fact that your mom didn't call the cops then shows just how much I, some of these parents, I don't get it. A thousand dollars ain't. First of all, it's not enough, enough money in the world for me to be okay. Nasty with as fuck. To have my but you're not gonna give me a thousand dollars, bitch. That's like an insult to me at this point. A thousand dollars, bitch. That's that's not even like none of your bank account. Like that, that you ain't missing that at all. You pay one. You pay your rent. Let's go. Your child is on tour with R. Kelly, and you sitting at home and get a thousand dollar check and told that your daughter about to die. And you cashed that bitch. You cashed that bitch. That ain't no damn money. You cashed that check. That shit blew me. I was like, a thousand dollars, that's all. You know, that's all. This girl said, she was telling her mama she was going to school every day. But she was skipping and going to R. Kelly trial every day, telling him, keep your head up, have a good day. And he reaches out and tells her he remembers her from the trial. And come on to my house and bring your swimsuit. They said he, he was looking at the young girls at the trial. At the trial. You walking in the court and most people be having their head down and looking for He looking at the girls. See, he needs to be thrown up under the fucking... Now, he, he don't need to be thrown under the jail. I truly believe he needs some type of some type of counseling and help. Something. Cause that, because in his mind, the fact, the fact that the, the maturity level he's at... He might really think in his mind he's doing nothing wrong because nobody's addressed it. Right. And that's the problem. You know, I have this much sympathy for R. Kelly, just a little bit, because I'm just like, you're sick. You you have a sickness, 
and nobody's taking the time to help you find the cure. Because instead of giving you the cure, they just keep giving you the drug. Yeah. Or or just okay. You tell me the cure. You better feel it. I mean, I mean, shit. I feel like they was just like, well, shit. Your outlet is genius. You can make some pretty goddamn good songs. Well, you can you have us up in this bitch jamming in the club and here and there and so got songs some- for you know when it's time to you know you lady y'all do y'all. So do let that be your outlet. I felt like, and I felt like that was wrong because that did more harm than good. Because with that outlet, brought more girls, yeah. more people being victimized because it's the pipe. Pipe is pipe, pipe the grind by this calling century right. twelve play. It's like you know she said. He said, "Come to my house and bring your bathing suit." And then he said, "Take your bathing suit off and bottle." And then he gave you head. And then he asked you after that how old you was. And you said 16, and you showed him your ID. And he said, if anybody asks you 19 and at 21, why were you there? And then he told you to go get somebody else. And so you go get your friend Dominique that you met on MySpace because y'all love R. Kelly. And you bring her. And y'all are so happy that y'all are with R. Kelly. That y'all sneaking texts in the house thinking y'all gonna meet up. And just like you said, it never happened. We never saw each other in the house, even though we both knew we were in the house. We never got a chance to see each other in the house. Red flag. And he's making sure y'all don't link up. Because if everything was all cool, why couldn't y'all link up? Right. But he was, you was over there. She was over there. When y'all was going to the bathroom, you was going to this bathroom, and she was going to that bathroom. Y'all was never gonna ever meet up. It was never set for y'all to for it to go down like that. You feel me? All right. And she realized too late that she had done got into something that, you know, she couldn't get out of. You know, and if she is the one that wrote the book, the girl in the book left multiple times, you know. She left the first time for three months, found out she was pregnant, and went back. And he raped her, and she had a miscarriage. He raped her. And ra- he raped her for hours, and she had a yeah. miscarriage. And then it took for that to happen for her to leave in the book. You know, if you didn't read that far, that's what happened. That's how she escaped in the book. She went back, and he tied her up and raped her repeatedly throughout the night. And when she woke up, she was bleeding, and she had a miscarriage. And the doctor that R. Kelly hired had to take she he, he the doctor apparently was trying to help her escape. She said this doctor had been told to help her, "You want to escape? I will help you." And she finally took it. And she said, he took her to the hospital and he helped her escape from there. And she went back. She said she never went back to him after that. But it took for all that to happen for you to be like, I want to leave. And the, the person that wrote the book was never in the house with the other girl. She said she got into a fight with the girls the first day she yeah. brought in the house. So he moved her to a hotel. And she spent her whole time in the hotel that she's with R. Kelly. She's like by herself in the security guard that she could talk to. But she could she couldn't leave. She said a few times that she went in the hotel to the pool or to the gym. When she came back, she got her ass beat. So she came back from the was it from the pool? She came back and she had on her bathing suit and he got mad and he he backhanded her. Let's talk about the ain't shit ass friends in this fucking series because man, all of them niggas that was with R. Kelly, seeing him here. Aaliyah knew he was fucking Aaliyah, knew he was fucking this girl, actually going and getting them girls and all that. They all need to be. No, I'm talking about the girls that used to help recruit girls. Them too. The whole Dominique situation is so 
fucked up because she. If you if you was my friend, yeah, and you brought me into that, knowing you been into that because she had been there some time before he said. Go get me some girls. You this over girl get child, right? Yeah, you getting your ass beat, and you brought me to get my ass beat just because we both love R. Kelly. When I see you, it would have been on sight. When I finally seen you, you would have had to run me one because I, especially if I'm thinking it's R. Kelly, we going to hang out, and then I get thrown into a sex dungeon, and I'm getting choked and slapped, and now I gotta ask for permission. To do things, that lady said she went in the studio, and in each room there was buckets in the corner. They was peeing in buckets. If this ain't sex trafficking, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. That's some fucked up ass brothel. Dominique was there for nine years. Yeah. Her mom said, "I haven't seen her in nine years." First of all, no, there's no like, way it was like a year or two, but she had been there like on and off with R. Kelly, like. Over the span of nine years. Man, there's no way my parents would have let that shit slide. It had been a minute before she seen her because the last time she seen her child, her child still looked like a girl. Yeah. She didn't see her child again until that video, that planned video surfaced and her child was sitting in the corner looking like a stud. Like, you let your daughter, your daughter left, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. You try to keep her in the house. When Dominique Mama found out she was up there, she called. The cop was outside R. Kelly's house. She said, and the thing that made me sick was she said she saw a number of girls in, getting out of the cars, going up in the house. Like, And the cops not doing nothing. She said it was girls going in and out the house, just girls, when she pulled up out there with the cops. And they said they ain't got no probable cause to do anything. That's probable cause. You see all these young ass girls walking in the ground at his house. You know that he ain't got no daughters. And I want to know who working on the forest who helps him because whoever is helping him is keeping him out of jail too. Because when they when something is reported, they go ahead and give him the heads up. Because right after this documentary, and as real parents was out there throwing them rocks at that window, suddenly the cops have raided that studio and it's suspiciously empty. Everything's empty. Ain't nobody in there. Nothing's in there. Money salt, man. Money talk. You got you got Geronda, you got Dominique, and then you got these older women, them two, and then you got the seventeen year old who didn't stay. But she said she didn't. She said she never lived in the house. She said after she linked up with him and had sex with him, and he gave her herpes. She left. I just really want to know. Like I just have so many questions for these girls. Because first of all, and I just got questions for their parents. Because there's no way in hell, like. I'm a still fuck with a nigga that's on some creep shit the first the first time I meet him if I dated him. But I'm just saying, like then on top of that, oh, y'all catching flights the next day and y'all like 15, 16, 17. There's no way in hell I'm catching a flight nowhere. I'm like, nah, what the fuck? Oh, who is that? Why is he flying you out there? What's going on? Like, no, you're not going out. He looked out and called police on his ass. Like, no, what the fuck? It seemed like Asriel's parents is really mad because he played them. Asriel parents, and I don't, I don't know how much I believe Joycelyn parents because yeah. it's too much. It's too much question marks around that. You know, they claim they didn't know she had done. Come Yeah, how they don't, they claim they don't know she. Cleared out her room and left, and there's no way in hell my parents. Would but know. she's released. She released a video. Um, she released a video that said um, her parents knew what's up. She said. She said. She she said. She put a video out. I don't know how long it is. She said that 
she can't believe her dad took it this far because he know what's up. She said that this goes out to my family, but more specifically my dad. I don't know why my dad is doing this and acting up and taking it this far because he already know what the situation is and he know what's up. Which leads me to believe that he sold her too. Yeah. And he feels stupid now because whatever he was promised, he's not getting. Yeah. And that's that's why I said these these parents, they got played. Because there's no way y'all rushing down to the hotel that Azriel is meeting him in and y'all don't think that he my thing is, when it comes to Azriel, her parents sat there and said they heard about a trial. How Y'all are older, so y'all didn't hear about a trial. Y'all were of age when this trial was happening in 2008. They heard about a trial and allegations, but because the charges were dropped or he was acquitted, they didn't think nothing of it. So, here's where there, there's a flaw in their story. Yeah, the accused in the first place will be my thing. That's number one, but this is where their story starts to fall apart and what makes them look stupid is... If I'm saying that he was acquitted and so I didn't think nothing of it, why when y'all found out she was in that hotel, you left work, you called husband, and everybody rushing across town? Let me tell you, I'm from Orlando, and she said her daughter was in Kissimmee. Orlando and Kissimmee. Kissimmee is in Orlando, but if you want to use Tallahassee as a reference, it's like Tallahassee and Thomasville. You got to go by... 20 minutes, yeah. 25 minutes, even 30 minutes, depending on where in Orlando you are, right. to get to Kissimmee. So, and then even when you get to the line where Kissimmee is, there's many hotels. Kissimmee is leading into Lake Buena Vista where Disney is. So, for you to find out where she was, for you to suddenly hear you at the hotel with R. Kelly and your heart dropped and you felt like, oh my God, let me call my husband, let's rush there, the allegations did mean something to you. Exactly. Otherwise, she would have called and said she in the hotel. And he would have been like, alright, call me later. It wouldn't have been nothing. But the moment you found out she was alone there with him, your heart sank. Because now you ain't included in this deal no more. This deal that y'all thought, that y'all done orchestrated with making her famous and everything, R. Kelly got y'all involved, and then he cut y'all out. <laughs> exactly, to get what he wanted. Oh, she thought, she when I hit her up, she said it would be okay. No, you hit her up and was talking to her. Because, you know, talking to a girl that want her career, you know, if you call me and I want my career and I'm at that age and, you know, whatever's going on, I'm not going to call my parents and ask, can I go meet with a music? Is that, you know, back then and even now, when kids want to get famous, they start handling things, signing wrong contracts, not getting paid, you know what I'm saying? Because they do things the wrong way. One, two, something happened with Azriel that we don't know because her parents said that she had just got done dealing with some stuff in life. So whatever she was dealing with probably surrounded some type of sexual abuse. <laughs> probably dealing with some sexual abuse is the reason why he was so easy to connect with her. You know, somebody said on another video, how does he choose his victims? He was like, there's something that all these victims have in common. He was like, most of the times an abuser can see that there's a scar, an invisible scar that only someone that could recognize these people. He's like, he's choosing them not by accident. He's like, he's not just picking, exactly. up, picking up random girls and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make you a sex slave. And he's not doing it like, oh, I picked you up and now you're in my house. He dates you. He courts you. He buys you things. Makes you feel special. And then after a year or so, boom, you're a slave. And now you're trying to figure out how you got here. These older women, like... I'm going to get to them in a second. Like, Andrea, I don't know what she was going through, but something happened before she met R. Kelly that she was going through. And then they took her to that they R. Kelly concert. 
And the thing is, my child, uh, my 17-year-old child is going to know R. Kelly concert. He's 50-something. That, right exactly. What does she know about R. Kelly? Like She's 17, which means she wasn't even born in the 90s. No, 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 no. She's, she graduated in the year I graduated high school. You sure? 2016, so? Mm-hmm. So, we were both the same age, and me being the same age as her... I did not know a lot about R. Kelly. I didn't start listening to R. Kelly until I started doing grown people things. So honestly, like I grew up, I grew up on R. Kelly, and my mama played the music, so I've known Twelve Play Bodies Calling. And I know lyrics, but I ain't started putting it in my rotation until until I was doing grown things. And it's like, oh yeah, put that bump and grind on the playlist, like. So my thing is, I don't know why as an adult, my, right now, even right now, I'm old enough, and my mom still wouldn't call me right now and ask me. I want to go to an R. Kelly concert with her, even before all this. She's not going to ask me if I want to go to an R. Kelly concert with her. Right. I that's just not my, that's not a concert I need to be at. I mean, I could go if I want to with my friends, like the girl said we went. But it's just like, why are your parents taking your teenager to, because you, you knew what you were doing. Exactly. Y'all was like. And then how likely is it you go to a concert and then you, you be the one chosen by R. Kelly if you're just there to just enjoy the music? Because exactly. because nobody brings their children to R. Kelly concerts, but you was the child in the front row, and so he looked over all these older women that he could have pulled up, and he pulled a girl up on stage, and nobody said anything, and y'all went on back there and Asriel sang for him. Next thing you know, you like, I ain't heard Asriel single yet. No, never even heard of any of these people that he swore he was gonna put on. Yeah, he put them on. He put him on something. They said Dominique. Her mama said that she was even the thing in the end. That she was she was addicted to crack and heroin. When her, mama, when her mama finally got her back, she had to detox from heroin and crack. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the paragraph at the end said that she was doing better, you know, but she had to detox from all of that. He had them on drugs. Yeah, that and that was in the Sex Me book. She said that she was always high and drunk, like so. They wondering how they got here and everything, like how everything switched up. You can't remember because you was doped the fuck up. He had you doped up. And in the sex me book, the girl told my dang man, I need to clear her mind. Because she started coming to her senses every time she came down. She started realizing that he Something was, he was drug, right. He was drugging her. It was a minute before she realized that yeah. she was being drugged. And the guard, right, told mm-hmm. her. He told yeah. her that they've been drug. He been drugging their food and their water. That's yeah. why they gotta ask. They gotta ask for permission to ask for food. They gotta put their food order because by the time they get their food, it's already been tampered with. Exactly. And she was like, she's trying to figure out every time she around R. Kelly, and he say do something, she feel all sexual and it's no questions asked. He probably got that pussy pill, bitch. He probably got the girls hypnotized and shit. But she said the moment she started, the moment she she found out about that and she stopped taking food from him and stuff like that, and she started, like, really, and she can't, she realized that it wasn't the same, and then that's when she started doing a lot of rebelling stuff and getting her ass whooped. And that, and that's why they had to pee and shit and buckets and shit, because he was doing that voodoo shit in the book. Yeah. The girl was like, he kept asking me for my pee. And I thought it was weird. And then one time, I just, because I didn't want to get my ass whooped and I was tired of his ass, I gave it to him. And then she was trying to figure out, well, bitch, why the fuck am I stuck to this nigga like glue? I she said she, she, she woke up. She said she woke up and he was in there with a um, a Jamaican woman or something. Yeah. And it was doing a ritual with her pee. 
she, she wouldn't leave. Yeah, she said that it was, she overheard them talking, and the lady told them it would work. And she said they were using her pee as the, the um, you know, the offering. And that he, they were doing, they were doing a ritual to get her to stay. And she said that she heard that she had to fight to leave. She's like, because she's like, it was right after she found out she had herpes or something. Yeah. And she was diagnosed, and then suddenly he was saying pee in the cup all the time. And she said she was drugged up, and she woke up from being drugged on a real medication, and she heard that. She said she didn't say nothing. She just started formulating the plan to leave. Yeah. So, for Dominique to be like, oh, that was the hardest decision of my life, shit, I bet. Especially when you bound. Yeah, they was, that's the thing, though, like, all of them was bound, like, you got this 30-something-year-old, 30-something-year-old-ass lady talking about, I'm at the airport, like, I don't want to go, and I'm sobbing, I'm freaking out. Yeah, because you breaking that fucking... No, with her... I have questions simply because you are in your 30s. You are a radio host personality, which means you get the gossip and everything. How did you not know the rumors or the allegations surrounding about R. Kelly? You yeah. said you it picked up your demographic, but I doubt it. I doubt it because like, like somebody I was watching said, you was in Texas, not Utah or Nevada where they don't care about R. Kelly. You were in Texas and Houston, Dallas. People know about R. Kelly there. You know what I'm saying? You picked up your life, moved across the world to Chicago for your friend to finally hit you up and be like, there's a sex tape. It's never came up before. And then for you to say, oh, I said something about it and I got slapped. And you didn't leave. You didn't think nothing wrong. But you also just packed up your whole life from Texas and moved with this man. I'd have felt real stupid in that moment. I'd have been like, why did I pick up my whole life without doing my research? But like I said, when, all, he was this, when all this sex tape stuff was out, I was very young. <coughs> when he went to trial in 2008, I had just turned 18, and I'm 28 now. I was just 18, and I didn't even know about the R. Kelly trial enough, you know, as much as I know now. But you're older than me. You ain't research. Some of them got played because they put in their minds what they wanted to believe and it turned out to go against everything they wanted to believe. And I'm not trying to victim blame. I don't victim blame, but it's just certain things that I'm just like... There's just certain things I expect from the older women that I don't expect from the kids because if if your mama don't care enough to check on you and tell you you couldn't go and you felt like R. Kelly was all you had... I'm used to hearing that in mental health, that they felt like this is the only person they had, they abused her. So, you know, you're a child, you're 14, 15, 16, 17, you fight with your parents, you've been abused at home, nobody's there to ask you what's going on. You felt the need to do that, okay. But as an established 30-year-old with a job and a career and a life, what is in your heart and in your mind, what's, what's in your mental health that allowed you to fall into a trap R. Kelly long enough to the point that you cried and didn't want to leave him. Exactly. You said the first day off the plane you had sex with the girl with sparkle knees and realized after you seen the video that was her in the video that you just had, they, they say sparkle knees still though. Yeah. They say her knees is the one that's the one doing the training. That's wild. 
The other girl, um, Asante, there's a lot of stuff coming out about her too, you know. And I don't, I'm no victim blame, but I don't really believe some of the stuff I hear, you know. You know, she said that she loved him and she just went. And she did, she said she stayed for a year and she left. But there's a call that got released between her daughter and her ex-boyfriend where I don't, I feel like it was a setup because it sounded too fake. It sounded like her, her ex-boyfriend was prompting the daughter to say certain things, but he was just like, it's crazy how your mama on that documentary saying that she was trapped and she couldn't leave. But didn't she come home? Yeah, she used to come home and get clothes all the time or whatever. And I'm the one that was watching the kids. I'm their mom. Isn't that that? She wasn't taking care of us. She was gone. My thing is, you stood up there behind her when she was on TV talking about she was a victim of R. Kelly and you didn't say nothing. He's right there in the press conference standing behind her with Joycelyn Savage's parents. So why now, after the documentary, you releasing calls with her daughter? First of all, why are you talking to her daughter? And that's that creep stuff I'm talking about. Yeah. You a grown man talking to her teenage daughter on the phone. And for what? Because you know situations like I know, he's probably having sex with that girl. Yeah. And she in the dynamic where her mama left her for R. Kelly, and she been taking care of kids. She feel like she a mama. She probably don't see nothing wrong with sleeping with that man. Probably. I took my mama boyfriend. Y'all see it? Orange is the new black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The Spanish girl took her mama man and ended up right in jail over it, doing running. It, it, the girls, girls that grow up in them dynamics, don't see nothing wrong with taking their mama man. These men are creeps. Because then they become the mom. Right. And see, I'm just fulfilling my duties. And he see it that way too? Why are you on the phone? The first thing I thought was, I didn't even want to hear what they was talking. I I rarely, like, I, I kind of heard the call and certain things. But a lot of stuff went in one ear and out the other. Because my question, only thing I kept hearing in my mind is, why are y'all on the phone? That's what I was hearing. Everybody in the comments talking about who lying, Asante lying, and who this and who ain't lying, and who need to shut up and who need to get off the document. And all of was, are we going to get beyond the point of why he's on the phone with her? Did that slip everybody's mind? Why is he on the phone with his teenage daughter? Right. Talking about her mama. Because that's her man now. Honestly. They kikiing, girl. They was kikiing on that call, and I was just like. What is a kiki? What is there to kiki and la about? I tell you, man. I can't even go back home, you know, and visit the high school and like, you know, I had a female approach me and she like 15 and I, I had to tell my friend like, bro, this is jailbait, like, and she like, you know, coming on to me and stuff, not really like, hey, but like, you know, flirting. She can tell, you know. Yeah, like, I'm like, dude, I am 18 years old. You are jailbait. No. And that's you're the not thing. Even cute. Like, growing I'm up, not even growing up, you. Like, growing up, I used to say that. We laugh about it now, but I used to say that when I walk home, and men used to be hollering at me, "What's your name?" I used to be like, "My name is Jailbait," and hightail it the fuck home. Like, I'm not interested in talking to no creepy old man. And they ain't even trying to talk to you when you're young. They don't give a fuck. And it's like they just know as soon as you turn 18, they just know. They just be on it, and it's just like damn. I, I used to be like fifteen, like I had hips when I was when I was their age. I had body too, like I developed early. Like I had breasts, I had hips, I was thick, I had thighs, and men used to always hold at me. I get off the bus, I'm walking home in the neighborhood. They out there washing their cars, they standing out there, they riding by, blowing horns, blowing horns at me. I had butt too, you know what I'm saying? 
and I used to be running home. I wasn't interested. I didn't find it cute. Like the girls that be doing, I wasn't like, hey, and trying to get numbers. I was running. I was creeped out. I was uncomfortable. When a man tried to holler at me and I can tell he's a grown man, I wasn't attracted to that. I was uncomfortable. I barely was attracted to the boys as my age. I tolerated them. So what makes you think I want your old pervert ass? Yeah, I had to tell, I had to have a talk with her, and I was like, you know, you're a pretty girl, you're adorable, but you're a baby. Point blank. And I'm fresh out of high school, I'm pretty much a baby too, but like, you really a baby. Like, you have to ask to go to the bathroom. I don't. I don't find that attractive. <laughs> like, that's not cute. Like, I was not like, ooh, like, this is a fine little girl, let me get with her. Like, no. She's cute, she's pretty, but... Let's leave it at that. Like, I'm not going to be like, so what's your number, girl? Like, no. This is disgusting. So, for you to be showing up and... It's like, you know, Joycelyn parents. You got Joycelyn parents and Ezreal parents. Joycelyn was already legal, though. Yeah, she was legal. Ezreal was not legal in the beginning. And she became legal. And she took off when she became legal. My thing is, it's 2017, it's 2018. These allegations are out there. The articles are there. The video is there. The internet is this. People are talking. He's a hashtag. I don't see myself in this day allowing myself or my child to go be alone with R. Kelly or any other grown man, especially when they got allegations like that, career or not. Especially when people are out here making careers without R. Kelly. Exactly. I actually hear that. I actually hear them on SoundCloud. I ain't heard as real yet, and that's my point. Like, if you don't take that Jermaine Dupri or some shit, bitch. The one that's working. The one that's working with me. Jermaine Dupri came out on one show on TV. He was like, I just feel the need. He was like, I ain't even did nothing, and I feel the need to come out and say that I'm not doing this with these kids. He's like, because people are gonna start. He's like, they starting to come after people, and the first thing they're gonna do is look at me and be like, he always working with kids. So he he was like, no. I'm not on Yeah, go bow wow, crisscross, all that shit. But yeah. that he just saw the potential and stuff like that because nobody don't pay attention to the kids. They don't. But I'm not, bitch, if I'm somebody's parent, I'm not bringing them to no fucking R. Kelly because he's not relatable to her fucking age group. So who is he to be putting her out there? And What's she going to say? What song he going to write for her in 2018? Exactly. That's appropriate. Ain't nobody trying to... Ain't nobody listening to R. Kelly right now. That's the thing. Like, we listen to R. Kelly, but we listen to the songs of the 90s. We listen to the same sex music that he put out. We listen to Ignition over and over and Trapped in the Closet over and over. Same girl featuring Usher. But who in 2018 is listening to a new R. Kelly song? Nah, I mean, nobody like nobody that. even knew that he put out an album in 2015. No. I didn't know till last year he put out an album in 2015 because I was searching... On my Apple Music for or something on his song on one of his albums, and I see a whole album called The Buffet in 2015. So you know me, I'm like, album. Let me click that. What's on that? And the first song, to, the first track, turned me off, and I said, pause, delete, out. The first song ain't even. The first track ain't even a song. It's a poem where he talking about eating pussy, and it was the most disgusting. Disturbing poem I've ever heard. Cause I'll be toasting your juices all night like cheers. See, you need someone who understands you have a delicate palate. Let me cater to you 
while indulging in my own bad eating habits. It's a celebration, and you're the cream of the crop. Let me... And I promise I won't leave a drop. And I'm like, this ain't sexy. And he got a whole part where he slurped for like 15 seconds. And I was oh like, oh no, hell no. And he out here trying to promote that in 2015. And that went right under the radar. Nobody even know he produced that. Mm-hmm. Nobody even know that's out there. They ain't even got no listens. Yeah, Black Panties barely got some plays. And that's the only songs that get played on Black Panties is the ones that's featuring people like Ludacris. And you know... You you fifty talking about some I just wanna marry the pussy. Why why are you singing about that at fifty? Yeah. He didn't grow up. He didn't grow up. As we said, like he never You grew when you up, grow your like, music your music should grow with you. Yeah. You see Tank, like I, I just think not even just that tank. He's older too. He's a part of the older crowd. But Savage was just like grown man sex. Grown man sex. Even the song grown he put out, slide. he got a he got a new song out called Dirty right now. It sounds like he's talking about grown women. He's not talking about I want to marry a pussy. He's talking about some grown people stuff. And when we and he talking about BDSM, he talking about his grown woman. Me and my grown woman gonna do this. He ain't singing about no little girls yeah. like. The way the way he approach it, you could be like, I right, I could vibe with this. Like this man. Still out here, like, he tried to grow up when he made love letters and stuff like that. He tried to grow up, and then he realized, I ain't even known that. And went back to do, yeah. like, you still, wearing, you still wearing cornrows in 2018. Yeah. That's a problem. Let it go. Nobody's, <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Still doing the same shit. Still looking the same way. Like, and y'all really think he out here not fucking with little ass When they girls. go to your concerts, they not. ass boy on the inside. When they go to your concerts, they not coming because you just put out a five new tape. They coming because they want you to sing bump and grind and do what you did in the 90s. They want you to grind and sweat all on stage. They want you to sing bodies calling. They don't want to hear the buffet. They barely want to hear step in the name of love. That's yeah. only when people want to two-step. And ain't nobody two-stepping at your concerts. I ain't two-stepping that shit no more. Yeah. That shit is- like, I wasn't two stepping to it when it came out. It was straight, but I mean, nah, I, this truly can't be played at the family picnic now. Yeah, they take. Hey, like when I go home for the summer and, and this song playing, I ask to turn it off, and people be like, Nah, nah, I'm leaving. Cause I'm. It's no, we're not listening to him. Like y'all really are not disturbed that you know. These you know, songs are about like my sister. Like the other day, my sister got my little sister got in the um, group, the family text, and she put a list of R. Kelly songs that she liked from top to bottom, and she put "Roses" next to the ones she really liked. And you know, she was just like, "Dang, I'm going through my catalog, about to mute R. Kelly or whatever." She's like, "And I'm just looking at how many songs I got, and I have too many." And I was just like, "Yeah, I got a lot too." And it kills me to have to let it go. I was like, "But." I'm in good confidence. I can't listen to it no more. I just got to let it go. And I was like, especially knowing that they're in reference to young girls. And you know, you, this is nothing to say nothing bad about my sister. But she she followed up with a comment. I was like, well, it's only a few songs technically that was about girls that you would have to mute. You know, he still got a whole other catalog of really great songs. I'm just not supporting the man, period. Yeah. I don't care if Step in the Name of Love is not by the young girl. I'm just not supporting him. Because now every time I hear your voice, all I can think about is the things you've done. Honestly. All this evidence is on the table about what he's done. 
they had no evidence of what Michael Jackson did and found out later he did nothing. This man, they said they stripped this man naked, DNA tested every crevice of this man's body in his house, didn't find anything. The man was innocent, and victims came up later and said they, lied. they lied for I money. I want to kill himself, too. Yeah. But to this day, you ask somebody, they'll swear up and down Michael Jackson did that thing. Yeah. But y'all can see a documentary and everything, footage. You can watch a, docu- a documentary with a mother on there rescuing her child literally on video and say, nah, I don't know, that documentary was fake. It's because Mike was different. Michael was different. Black people don't like different. R. Kelly is so, you know, people are up in arms and ready to protect him because he's that uncle at the cookout that was raping little Jennifer. I'm or gonna, touching on right. Jennifer. I'm going to read y'all some of the stuff I saw. Um, the first screenshot, for the record, R. Kelly has not went out and kidnapped anyone. Where is the responsibility in the so-called victims? How did they come in contact with this man? Everybody wants fame, but your family should teach you how to get your own fame. A lot of this is about money and wanting to be in the spotlight and not working for it yourself. But nothing in life is free. If you can't pay the cost to be the boss, stay at home. I know that sounds harsh, but I've taught that to a lot of people who money and fame is not love and happiness. So I said... That makes sense. Somebody said, on the flip side, do you think a 16-year-old female is getting raped by a celebrity that she is so starstruck about that may be 21? It's still in reality a willing act. Law is law. Life is life. There's a big difference. I work in the field of law. And do I agree with all laws? Hell no. But I enforce them because it's my job. But at the end of the day, is parenting not partial to blame here? No. Man, my thing with that comment is it goes back to what I said. If if the law of the age of consent law was 12 years old, niggas will be out here fucking little ass girls because it's legal. It's on top of that. It's not rape if it's consensual, which right. was the case in R. Kelly's situation. There's a difference between rape and being a pedophile with 16-year-olds. Laws in Texas say that if you're 18 and the female is 15, it's sexual assault. But as adults, age gaps are bigger than that. How can my son get raped if he's 16 and wants to fuck a 19 or 20-year-old? Chanel, 19, 20-year-old, you have no business with no 16-year-old. Here goes Mike saying, also, bitches know damn well they was those women once before. Lying about their age to older men. Hell nah, I bet these bitches got kids and living with a nigga older than them. So fuck all them R. Kelly naysayers. Nah, the world let these little hoes get away with anything. Them hoes flew out there for that money, period. Now they ass broke and looking for some more money. Those were women that said that. Um, that sounds like it. Uh, let's see, because I know damn well all these little ass girls know he a damn older man. So why the hell they didn't run and scream and say he tried to rape me or kidnap me. But instead they was naive and went with the flow. Like a dumbass, and they know damn well R. Kelly is an older man. My thing with that is, think about when you were 16, 17, 18. You did a lot of dumb shit that made sense at the time because of your yeah. mental capacity for at yeah, that age. level of maturity, everything. There's right. a lot of stuff I did that I'm looking back and I'm like, what? But now that? at 23, when I do this shit that I was doing at 17, 18, no. 19, hell fuck no. Hell no. I don't care. I don't care. All R. Kelly music staying on my playlist, and I'm still smashing off any song. That's crazy. I just feel like with R. Kelly, R. Kelly was a grown ass man. He had some level of maturity that these girls didn't, and he played off of that. He did. Yeah. So you can't really be like, oh, at 16, 17, they should know better. 
Yeah, they should know better, but at the same time, when you 16, 17, and naive, and you got a man that's manipulative and knows how to manipulate, and he, the grown man, knows better than the young girl. We need to fault the person that, we need to fault the grown up here. Exactly. I'm, I'm tired of women he's waiting. Master, he's master manipulator. He's been Obviously. working on it for 30 years. This girl said, I'm tired of women waiting years and years to say something. They wasn't saying anything when all the money was being spent on them or involved. Why y'all become so weak and then 20, 30, 40 years want to say something? You still crying? Why not say something then? Oh, wait, you ran out of money. Now you want to check. I'm not saying what was done was right and I don't condone anything, but you're only making yourself look bad waiting years to say something. But when they do say something, they're caught liars and hoes and this and that. Then the last person, this was a woman too. I'm sorry, but this surviving R. Kelly shit really... I'm not saying that them coming forth saying this happened to them didn't happen, but why they didn't come forth when it was happening to them? And then on top of that, he didn't force them to do anything. They wanted him that bad or they wanted that life that bad. They did anything. So when you sell your soul, the devil will take advantage. And we all grown. Come on. There's a lot of grown-ass men out here praying on little girls. And there's a lot of hot-ass, young-ass girls out here selling and throwing pussy at these niggas for what they got or what they think these niggas got or can do for them. The only difference is this nigga R. Kelly famous. But this shit been going on for years since they brought black girls from Africa. But ain't none of the pink faces went to jail yet. And they raped everybody in your whole family. So after they brought down R. Kelly, who next? Donald Trump? Now y'all gonna let that president again. I'm just saying my opinion. And that's the argument, another argument that I can't stand for. Oh, but what about this white person? And what about this person? We have to hold ourselves. We need to hold our own people. Period. We have to take accountability and take responsibility for one another. We cannot be worried about what Rebecca, what Becky over here doing instead of and why Shanani over here walling out. We gotta make sure, hey, Shanani, calm that shit down. Fuck what Becky got going on. You yourself need to calm the fuck down and call that shit out. Like, right. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I'm not responsible the for the rest of them. I'm not. Res- I don't care what's going on over yeah, there. To be honest. I mean, about, oh, what about Roman Polanski? Man, fuck Roman Polanski. That ain't none of us. That's y'all guy. Y'all white people. Y'all handle him. We gonna handle our Kelly. And that's just how we're going to do that. This nigga, like, I had just said basically the same thing. Like, this nigga really got on there and was like, y'all don't tear down white people. White people don't give a fuck whether you have there was raping young women. And but that's them. Culture, though. Yeah, that's, 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 that's black people culture, though. They, they pick and choose what they want to glorify. And I feel like some of this shit that they glorify is linked to pedophilia. But when it's, like, blatant pedophilia, they was like, oh, no, 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 no. But... This shit that y'all joke about, you know what I'm saying? Y'all be dating y'all cousins, not all y'all, but you know, y'all okay with that shit. Like, or okay that okay that your 18 year old daughter or your 19 year old daughter married to a 55 year old man. You good with that? As long as he, you know, doing what he's supposed to do, y'all cool with that. So, like, and you know, crazy. the situation with Azriel parents, you know, she um, they said they they after the whole thing happened. They decided to let her go out of town this time, but with her sister. And then her sister got on here and said, this is what happened. And her sister downplayed it too, but they knew something was wrong. Otherwise, y'all wouldn't Why did y'all jump on the plane? Y'all jump on the plane because she sounded worried and something happened. Y'all got there, she downplayed it, and y'all let it go again. The she, thing is, y'all had so many opportunities to get y'all daughter before she got gone. Yeah. But every time something came up, y'all was just like, oh. Why are you alone in the hotel room with him? Well, that can never happen again. No, oh, I'm a senior sister. Oh, she said something happened. It wasn't that bad. Oh. Well, now she can go on the road. 
But we're going to have a chaperone for her. A woman that you've never met going to chaperone your daughter on the road. Exactly. I would have been like, let me find out if I can take off from my job. I'm going on the road. And the moment he wouldn't let me go on the road, oh, my child not going. Period. Right. So a woman that you know, no discussion about can my child go on the road. My daughter is not going to a fuck place with your grown ass. No, bitch. No. I'm a woman, a woman you never met is going to be the chaperone of your child on the road. And you just took his word for it, like. And then you saying now, years later, you haven't seen her in three years. Years later, you finally have hacked into her iCloud that y'all realize y'all ain't had the password to that y'all did. And y'all see that the day that child, she went to the hotel, she had sex with him. I First of all, there's no way that my child gonna be gone for three years out of my house. There's no way. A child, nobody, none of my children is gonna be out of my house for three years. You haven't seen your child in three years, and she hasn't updated any of her social media in three years. First and y'all on this documentary looking at y'all on this documentary looking at me. Wait, for real? They haven't seen Azria Cleary in three years. That's why on the end of the documentary, if you saw the end, they was out there throwing rocks at the studio because allegedly somebody said they saw her going to that studio. So now they get in a car on a plane and they go to Chicago and they knock on the door. The cops say they can't go in there. They say they see a girl come to the window and close the shades. And they think that that was their daughter. Wait, wait, wait. I would have we, we haven't seen her Facebook. This is, she hasn't updated her social media in years. Did she update it? Because they said that she hadn't updated it and ain't nobody seen her. Everybody was tweeting about it and they was just like, she ain't updated it. Because I, you know, I haven't looked myself, but I just seen everybody post about how she ain't updated it and they was worried. I'm going to go look now. Yeah, we all trying to go. Wait, how do you spell it? It's um, A-Z-R-I-E-L. <laughs> That's true. How do you spell the last name? Clary is C-L-A-R-Y. <laughs> yeah, you can see people have been searching it because as soon as I typed it in, somebody just said one day ago, there's an article that says parents accuse R. Kelly of luring daughter away, say she attempted suicide before meeting him. So, yeah, there's something going on in your house that you're not speaking about either. She exactly. attempted suicide before? Right before she met him. Because they said, they, they, on the documentary, they didn't say what it was. They just said that she was dealing with some stuff in life and a situation had just happened. And they never said what it was. And then they took her to the concert and here's everything happened. And I was wondering what that situation was for the longest. And now they're saying it was a suicide attempt. Mm, that explains a lot. Which means whatever was going on at home, she wasn't a happy child. As soon as she seen she might have an opportunity to get out of there, she took it. It was the wrong one. It was the wrong one, but, you know, and then that, that, that person on the documentary that's hidden, that woman, talking about, oh, you yeah, know, that she blew that blew me. She said she was, when the allegations was coming out, she sided with R. Kelly. She believed R. Kelly. She just thought these girls knew what they was getting themselves into. They was Ooh. there. They would be. The, did you watch the complete documentary? Yeah, I just the girl, the lady that was didn't you didn't see I her? I can't remember their faces. Cause you, she her face wasn't on there. She was hidden behind the whole the little black thing. Her voice was deep. She didn't. Yeah. She oh, didn't. that was a lady. I thought that was a man. 
I could tell it was a lady by the stuff she started to say. I, we was, as soon as she started talking, I was yeah, like, I was do I need to rewatch it with you? You need to. Because I'm missing some stuff. Girl, me and Anika, we watched it. And as soon as she started talking, I said, I wonder if that's a man or a woman. We kept watching the more she talked. She said something. I said, that's a woman. I could tell by something she said. I was like, because she said woman. she worked for him. Mm-hmm. He had women working for him. Yeah, all of his publicists, his lawyer, everybody were all women. All women. I don't think he really had no men. men besides, like, besides the managers and security. But those were yes men. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a woman after a while. And, I, and she said she sided with R. Kelly and thought these girls just wanted this and whatever, whatever. It wasn't until later, you know, she said one of the girls tried to escape and was running down the street. And they, they, whoever they is, went and got her and brought her back. Mm-hmm. That blew me. Dominique went up. Dominique, mama went up there and saw her. She looked so shocked to see her mama. Yeah. And she couldn't say nothing. Mama was just like, "Please come home." She was just standing there like. I found the music page. Is that that must be the music she put out before she was R. Kelly? Because I know she had a bunch of videos on there. She got a whole website. Mm. She looked. She couldn't say nothing. She she was just sitting there, not saying nothing. She was just begging her mama to leave and come back. In the time that her mama left and came back, somebody called the cops and said they want her mama. Yeah, I was like, she didn't. Call that problem with R. Kelly was working because you know the girls are saying that they people can't get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, give them phone the little runners or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bitch, first of all, ain't no runner gonna be like taking my whole fucking calls and decide picking and choosing like when I get talking to my family. Because like, that man, hey. that that man that took her up to the room is the realest. When he was like, I'm gonna take you up there anyway. Right. And when she opened the door and her, she seen her face and he was, she was talking to. Her. We laughed so hard because the white man, white people are so funny. All you saw was his hand go. <laughs> he had his thumb out like when he took up this stairs. He seen that it was a whole reunion going on. Like he knew something wasn't right. He didn't know what it was. He just knew she out here begging me to go up here. I'm gonna take her up here, bump it, whatever. Yo, right. Like, black people too. That man said she asked that man outside working. Have you seen a girl that looked like this? She had the hotel across the street. You know what I'm saying? Because the first hotel was like, we don't got nobody by that name. She had the hotel across the street. Walked right on across there. By the time she came back three hours later, oh, we can't let you in the hotel because somebody reported you trespassing and said that you're not their mom. This is really crazy. Like, she's like a ghost. Like, I applaud Dominique Mother. She went through some hoops. She said, she said, she said. She she called him anyway. It was like, you need to stop fucking around with my daughter. She, she, that man said, you got to get off the hotel premises. She said, Nicole, she said, I did not come this far to not get my daughter. She said, F this. She called her again. She sat in the dark in the bathroom stall waiting. She said, she told me to wait in this bathroom stall for 15 minutes. She took her daughter and ran like hell. She said, she came in this bathroom stall and we took off. She said, I called Joycelyn Savage's parents and told her. Dominique said Joseph Savage was in there. She said, and like some of one of the commentators said on Facebook, they should have been on the next thing smoking. Now you ain't got to wonder where she at. Right. She could have been anywhere in the world at one point. But now you know for however amount of time, because you don't know how long she'll be there. 
my child said your child was just in the room with her in Beverly Hills at this hotel in this room. And y'all ain't make no move. Right. Name fly out there. Name even move. Uh, and that's why I was talking to Destiny. I said, well, dang, name fly out there too? When she called and said who was in the room, I'm stop fighting. You. I would have I would have flew. I would have drove. I would have walked. I would have hitchhiked. I'm getting to my baby. Like, like that shit and that's why Dominique Mama got her child back because the other ones lacked the fight. She said, cause she said, I saw that video and I said, hmm, that sure look like Beverly Hills. I know I'm going to be in Cali shooting. She said, I asked them, can y'all take me to Beverly Hills? On foot, out there in a skirt and flip flops. You got Dominique here? No? All right. You seen a child like this? She at the hotel on the street? Bet. Thank you. Um, She did what she had to do. She out there on the pavement. She said, I'm trespassing. F that, I did not come this far to be turned around. She said, and if I still do this and she don't come, okay. But she said, I ain't come this far. She said, and her daughter was boo-hooing on that phone. When she was back, like, they didn't, you know, we couldn't hear what she was saying when she told her mama to come back at six. But when the man came back out the car and said, your daughter's on the phone and she want to talk to that girl was crying so hard. You could hear she was crying. Her mama was crying. She said, come back at six. That girl ain't want to be there. Not no more. It wasn't what it was supposed to be, and she seen her opportunity, and she fled. I don't think so. She said, I might not have another opportunity like this. I'm going to just go. Mm. We unsupervised today. I'm going to go. He, he ain't here today. I'm about to slide. Granted, she went back three days later, but after them three days, she went right back to her mama and ain't been back. I just seen some pictures of them. Oh, yeah, I was like, why would she go back? Because, you know, newly abused, you know, most most abuse abuse victims go back at least seven times before they before they stay gone. At least seven. At least seven. Statistics say at least seven times before they be like, "All right, I'm done." She only went back once after she finally got out. She went back three days later, but now she's back with her mom. I seen some pictures of them. Her mom cut her hair like Dominique's. They, you know, doing their thing, taking pictures, like trying to get her better. She looks happy. You know what I'm saying? Then show me the pictures. Um, I don't even know that where they at. Like I, I wasn't. I was scrolling and I seen it. I find them and I search, search seventeen. But they look happy. You know what I'm saying? That girl was boohooing. That girl wanted to go home. Yeah, <laughs> Joycelyn living her best life. Joycelyn is living, honey. She said they. The girl, the one of the girls said that when she finally met Joycelyn for the first time, she said Joycelyn is really brainwashed. She said when I met Joycelyn and he opened the door. It came in, Joycelyn hopped up like a little puppy. Hopped up and kissed him on the lips. Like, she happy to be there. She's so brainwashed. And I don't know where this video surfaced from, but there's another one that surfaced with her dressing all black in a um, jogging suit. But she's home. She's back home with her parents in this video. I don't know if it's for a visit or whatever, but somebody secretly recorded it. I think it was her dad. And they badgering her. They questioning her, like, I, and the thing is, that's what makes their story look so dumb when this video surfaced. Because in the video, they're like, did R. Kelly make you sleep with girls? Did he make you sleep with other girls? And all this other stuff. And she's like, what are y'all talking about? R. Kelly didn't make me do nothing. And they yelling at her over and over and make, trying to make her say it on tape. She's not stupid. She's not going to tell you that right now. Right. Like, what the and then fuck? she told him in the video, somebody named April is the watcher, the handler. 
Then she went back and said she made it up. Anybody named April. Then she said in the video that she could come home when she wanted to. But then she said R. Kelly was mad at her because she slept with another dude named Adonis. She said he asked her if she slept with somebody else. And she said, yeah, she slept with Adonis. And he's mad right now. That's the only reason why she was home. Because he just, get out my face. I can't see you right now. So she she did get to go home. I don't know when this video was. It just suddenly surfaced, and her dad is saying, "Tell us, truth. R. Kelly make you do this?" And she's like, "I'm not saying that. Like, I'm, he didn't make me do nothing. R. Kelly ain't making me do nothing. So he ain't kick you out right now because you mad because you slept with a nine. He is mad, but no. And she dressed in all black. Like she got on a black cap like this and a black jogging suit zipped up. And they, then one of the girls said, "I want to." They got to all dressed like that. Like, they got to all wear a jogging suit, wear all black. Like, they keep them all, like, covered up and stuff. Like, so when I saw her like that, I'm like, something is just off. But, like, you know, dressing, like I said, her parents, they got me kind of bent with that. Because I'm just like, y'all initial deal fell through. And so, right now y'all looking dumb. And y'all thought she was going to be able to do this. But she took off, and he cut you out. And now, you're looking stupid because you sold your daughter and... She don't want to come back. Yeah. She don't want to come back. And that just made me think, what was going on in y'all household? What really goes on in the house to make a child be like, I'd much rather this than this. Your child cleared out her whole college dorm, and you ain't know. There's no way. And then you go to the college, and the college won't let you in. They won't even let you in. They told her she can't go up there because her daughter is over 18. We can't let you in the dorm, but then... They found a roommate, roommate. Yeah, she just moved out three days ago. He called her. She already on tour out the city. Gone. And y'all ain't know? Trying to exploit her. I'm telling you, it's just so many, like... This documentary really disturbed me. Because this is one of yeah. the... This is one of the most thorough, besides the Whitney Houston documentary I just watched, is one of the most thorough documentaries where... Everything's on the table for me. I still got question marks about certain things yeah. like, but that like, we'll never for know. Part, but for the most part, it's it's a, it's a six hour, six times two, so two hours, six part, more than six hours. Twelve, twelve hour receipt. <laughs> Where I there's not I didn't leave this documentary saying well maybe he didn't do it. Yeah. What you mean? If you just sit down and watch it. Yeah, it's just, no it's just it's just so much. Like we watched Whitney Houston documentary, and before that, I could have sworn I was right in line with the conspiracy people saying the Illuminati killed her. She probably overdosed. We watched the documentary. Now we know it was just suicide. Yeah, she was depressed. And they still won't even admit it. They still won't admit it. She was molested, depressed. She went to drugs for a reason. Right. She held on that for she years. She held on to that for like thirty plus years. And she had all the signs of suicide. When you watch that documentary, it's so raw that it give you chills. Like, even the people that were there for her looked over the signs. Yeah. Like, she woke up that morning, told her little buddy guard, we're going to be together one day. Whoop. I'd have been like, whoop, what you mean? We together right now. Me, that's me. I'd be like, what you mean? We're going to be together one day. Right. Started singing about she reading the Bible. Reading she the Bible. Talking about she ready to meet Jesus. And then she got in the tub and sent her friend away and was like, go get me two cupcakes. Friend was gone for 30 minutes and Whitney was gone. She didn't want you to be there when she did that. Third, two cupcakes. It take you 30 minutes to get two cupcakes. Yeah. 
She said she sent her to somewhere and asked to go a get two, a, spe- a specific place to get these two cupcakes. She said, can you get me a cupcake? Get me two, but I only eat one and you eat one something. She said, I left her there. She was in the tub, brushing her hair. I came back. She said, when I came in the, the hotel room, the water was greeting me at my ankles. She said, when I went in there, she was floating. She didn't drown. Mm-mm. She went on drugs. This was actually one of the times when Whitney was clean. Yeah. Right after the Sparky movie, she had um, drug tests every time. She yeah, they had to, they, they, they saw her as a condition of being part of that movie. She had to be drug tests every day, every week. She got clean. But somebody that's that depressed, that uses drugs as an escape, when you take their drugs, they use their craft to get them through. And when Sparkle was over and everybody packed up and went home, she's like, what's next? What movie are we making next? What are we doing next? And it's like, oh, we'll call you when we get something. And you know she wasn't making music. Yeah, because by then the career was done. Yeah, she had got booed off the stage. Her voice was gone. Yeah. So at the Sparkle, they said she got real depressed. She went back home to Atlanta, got locked herself up in that house, and went to these awards. And even Kelly Price said the day before that she was telling her she was ready. She was telling everybody the night before she ready to meet Jesus. This lady was telling all y'all bye and nobody. She would have been let out my sight. Cupcake or no cupcake? Well, how about you take a bow and we go together. Y'all missed all the signs. So people start telling you, somebody that you see is depressed every day. And then all of a sudden, they're just in the best mood. They're just in the best mood ever. They're singing gospel music and reading the Bible. We're going to be together one day. My antennas would have flew up. Right. But that's a different conversation. You know, we're going to end up finna wrap this up here. Um, He need help. Yeah, I I think, honestly, though, I, I watched a documentary on Netflix called Pervert Park. It's about sexual offenders that live in this little trailer park in uh, somewhere in Florida. I wouldn't say exactly well, but I, my, I yeah, asked my daddy. My, dad, my daddy said it's like Tampa area. Not Tampa area, but it's not too Tampa. Outskirts. Yeah, outskirts. They're not going to say because they know people are roll up on them. Right. So some of them people, you know, deserve to be there. And they openly admit I did this, that, and the third, and I was dead ass wrong. And so I'm glad that the the judicial system didn't kill my ass for the shit that I did. Mm-hmm. And some of them people really like are sick in the head and need help. And they it's they come from like a broken foundation. And the solution to when people do shit like that is you're a pervert, throw you away, lock you up, like that. But I feel like they, they kill pervs in jail. They kill rapists and pervs in jail. Right, so but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I have sympathy for them because what they do is dead ass wrong. But at the same time, get them you have some to help. understand that locking somebody up like an animal is not going to you get them some help. Right. What is like? How do you help somebody not be attracted to prepubescent? I think it's not a, like okay. They do get counseling like in the in the in the documentary said they do get counseling. So the guy says that the attraction never fades. He says that he's just better at not giving into it. Giving into it. Like like an addict. You will always want to get high. Like an addict will tell you every day I want to get high. I want to get high all the time. Especially when something happened to me. Right. Whatever whatever I'm addicted to, as soon as something happened to me, dang, I wish I could smoke. Dang, I wish I could snort. I wish I could shoot up. But when you don't came so far from recovery, you're not even going to touch that. Because all it's going to take you to do is one touch. It ain't going to be enough for you to take one hit. One sh- you're going to go overboard. So somebody that's that's their addiction, they're not going to touch one child. They're not going to look at one child pornography picture. 
they're going to go ham. You open the floodgates, they're going to go ham. Right. But, you know, of course, you can't turn it off in their brain, but we also can't keep offering girls to the man. Like, you knew he has a problem, but you go to the mall and schools and you get the girls and bring them to him. So he don't feel like he's doing nothing wrong. Even if he knows, he's not going to admit he feel like he's doing nothing wrong because y'all bring them to him. Y'all bring the drugs to an addict. Enabling. Yeah. Enabling as fuck. Exactly. And I really think that if he actually started singing and telling on people, it, it would be a sad day for them. Just like one of my my favorite YouTube people, Funky Dineva, said. He's like, that manager up there just running his mouth, cheesing and smiling, talking about He's like, what well, he should have been doing is somewhere hiding under a rock, hoping that his name ain't get up in there. Mm-hmm. Out there on the documentary, just openly talking about He's like, because all it takes is for one of them people to say, you was having sex with us too. Dun, dun, dun. We had a new surviving, <laughs> surviving the managers and the, the madams and everybody on the road too. That's all it takes. He said, I wouldn't have been out there cheesing on camera. So I would have been hiding somewhere praying. My name don't come up in it. Mm-hmm. Even if you ain't do nothing for real. R. Kelly's nasty enough that if he go down, he he's taking a lot, out a lot of people. He's bringing down a lot of people. And that's why his publicist and all them hard ass because they probably had something to do with it too. If, I mean, you automatically guilty when you... That's one thing I don't understand about law and being a lawyer. You meet people and they tell you they want to go into law because they want to do right and they want, and then they go and defend people like R. Kelly and Casey Anthony. People that, money. people that know, they know I'm guilty. Money. I'm not going to sit there. And the thing is, they know their client is guilty because part of a client-lawyer privilege relationship is you have to tell me if you did it. Now, once you tell me, I can't tell nobody you told me because I can get barred. from You know, I can lose my license. But in court, when I'm sitting there defending you, I know you did it. You know R. Kelly on that tape. You know he touched them girls. You know Casey Anthony killed her child. And so on and so forth. Y'all know OJ killed his people too. Can't say it, but I can't in good confidence sit next to a pedophile and say he didn't touch them girls with a tape playing in court that we all see him touching a 13-year-old, peeing on a girl and, and, and defend him to the end and then feel like it's a victory when we won. They held on, but now they know that they 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 jumped ship last year when the, all the um the sex trafficking stuff coming out. They knew they couldn't get him out of this. They couldn't spend that. That's some serious shit. Yeah. Sex trafficking. That's some serious shit. Especially when that's on the high right now. For the real? last thing you want to do is go down on a sinking ship with him. And right now he can't even pay y'all. He's not even getting paid. His he's worth one million dollars. He went from a hundred. Plus million dollars all the way to one million because he had all these legal fees. He paying people out. All he, these under the table. He's owned by somebody else. Who's going to be owning him for his life. So every last cent and every note he ever sang. First of all, you can always tell when an artist is broke when they start doing all their appearances at little clubs in town. He performing at clubs in cities. He's not even having concerts anymore. No. He's making club appearances. Exactly. Or he's still singing to old ass women who up there wiping his sweat off him. Yeah. A lot of and, people. And that video alone. That video alone. Come on. They over there grabbing the man's dick and shit. And he letting them. So, come on. 
Somebody, a couple of people on my Facebook said, oh, my mama said she ain't watching this documentary and she will be at his next appearance. She said she ain't finna watch this documentary and listen to them lies by R. Kelly. She's still gonna support it. That's the problem. That's what y'all was doing back then when the Aaliyah stuff was coming out and his allegations coming out. Y'all was still supporting. That Boondocks episode about R. Kelly is the realest episode. Yeah. Ever. And the thing is, after the documentary, you know I couldn't help but go look it up. I had to go watch it again. And I'm watching yeah. I'm watching everybody. Make me watch it. I'm watching I'm everybody looking like buffoons. Everybody. I'm just seeing a lot of people talking about Aaliyah was a hoe. She was fucking this person, this person. It don't fucking matter. She's a little ass girl. And if that is true, y'all niggas nasty too. All of them. Because y'all passed Because she was hooked up with Jay-Z. And some other old I mean, ass nigga. It's for another podcast. We know Jay Z creep too. Beyonce was young. We know Tiger creep. Kylie was young. We know it's a bunch of them. That don't excuse none of them just because R. Kelly is the subject right now. Everybody keeps saying, but what about this person? What about them? Bring their ass on out. Yeah. Make a documentary with them too. Surviving Jay Z, they're like, like, it's, like you know, it's time to talk about it. The thing is, R. Kelly is the conversation starter. He was now the conversation starter for people to start saying, mm, that don't seem right when it should have been a conversation. And I'll take it. If this is what we needed to start the conversation, I'll take it. Right, because Bill Cosby, I was like, I ain't never heard of no Bill Cosby ever doing no shit like that until just recently. But R. Kelly is different because... R. Kelly and the shit that he do is common knowledge to black folks. Everybody know that he likes young girls. It's just a joke. It's a pun. Or it's just it's just normal. He just likes young girls. That's just that's just him. He peed on a girl and Dave Chappelle made a piss on you comedy. When I was younger, I laughed at it. I know no better. Right, and I tell you, that's the same thing. But when I just seen when I just seen it the other day, I was embarrassed that I laughed at it. Exactly. Like I said, as long as you can keep niggas singing and dancing or entertaining some purpose, it don't matter what you do. All you gotta do is not be gay. Honestly, they really when in in Boondock as soon as they said you're not gay, you good to go. In Boondock as soon as they said he was not guilty, he turned on the music in the courtroom and niggas was dancing. Boom. It's an exaggeration, but not really. That's all it is. All y'all just want to do is step in the name of love and, and ignition. Exactly. Because oh, we know OJ did. OJ did that shit. He really he, did. He did that shit, but guess what? He's a star football player. It's, you know, he got something to offer y'all. Love. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, he not gay. So Michael shit. Jackson wasn't concerned with y'all. That's the problem. He was out here making political movements with his music, but he wasn't only fighting for black people. He was fighting for black people mainly. But he was around the yeah. country fighting for all minorities. I think what how Michael got fucked up in the game though, and I always say this: Michael was weird. Everybody knew Michael was weird, and Michael ain't have a childhood, so he just wanted to be yeah, a, big, child. a big child and be a big child. And I feel like Michael didn't have the, the mental capacity to be like, "Damn, I'm a grown ass man. I don't need all these damn kids in my house, and I'm a black man on top of that, and I got all this money and power." They gonna look for something. Somebody gonna look for something. Cause he just wanted. And he to got be, caught he, up in the That's game. exactly where he got messed up. Cause he just wanted to be happy. His whole childhood was taken away from him. The man was performing since he was five. He didn't know what it was like to have an amusement park and be a child. So when he got the money, he made his house into an amusement park. He started giving fantasies to other children and parents, seeing dollar signs, took advantage of it, and he got messed up in the game. And I was just like, it's just. 
And we know my boy did that shit. I never thought he did. I was so hurt when they used to accuse him. Yeah, I never thought my boy did And I don't even laugh at them jokes. Like, sometimes I used to laugh at stuff when I was But now when I hear stuff, and even when I was in high school, and they made certain spoofs and stuff, I didn't find it entire. I didn't really find it that funny, because I was just kind of like, the man been acquitted, and he did. Leave him alone, please. And he didn't do that shit. He didn't do it. He did not do it. But, shit, we just gotta stop worrying about what the white people do because the white people are going to do what white people do, which is anything they fucking want to do when they want to do it, how they want to do it. We have to understand as black people that we can't do what white people do. We don't have that same that same right. Right. Now. So if Sadly. this motherfucker over here molesting little kids and then running from goddamn this country to this country trying to run from the law, let his ass do that because he's white. He can do that. I'm not. I'm not concerned with Winston or whoever else they call. I don't even know right. who that man is. Let them motherfuckers do what they do because they can do that. They gonna get off and they gonna go back to making movies and whatever the fuck they wanna do in the next couple of years when all this shit die down. You on the other hand, you're black. Like, you can't do that. You see what they did to Bill? He old as fuck. The thing is, I on his last leg. The thing is, still I believe. I, I believe. I believe Bill was guilty to an extent, but the thing is. They threw that man under the jail from word of mouth testimony, and that's because it was white women involved. They had a whole video of R. Kelly, and well, they let him walk free. Like the girls said in the beginning, nobody cares about little black girls, and that's true. So true. They don't care. They call them hoes and gold diggers. I call them hoes, call them fast, call them this, call them that. But like I said, that one white girl had been in Survivor R. Kelly. We'd be singing a whole different tune right now. And like that's what I said. They're saying free R. Kelly. For real. And the thing is, like, like they said, uh, the um, Tasha K said, there's it's under wraps because they keeping it under wraps as far as they can. But it's a white girl in Florida that slept with R. Kelly that got her because she's suing. And then the girl that was on the documentary, of course, she's suing. I just don't understand why it takes for a white woman or a white person to be involved. Because you know her family ain't going to let that fly. Exactly. Yeah. We just gotta really hold ourselves at a higher standard. Yeah, stop worrying about what's going on in the next house. And the thing is, we don't we don't know how to we don't know how to hit people where it hurts. They don't want to mute him. They don't right. want to stop playing his music. They don't want him to understand what he has done has ruined him. But the thing is, Chris Brown slapped Rihanna, and they condemned him. Yeah. Even when Rihanna came out and said, "Well." I'd be beating his ass too. And they got back together. <laughs> and she and got right back song. with him. <laughs> and, made, <laughs> and made a song. When? Made two songs, uh, actually. Oh, they just got together. Yeah, and made nobody right. business right yeah, after that. Right after he they got back together and made those songs. Like, she got she, she, she had a restraining order against And got it removed. Movie. But you know what? The whole Chris Brown thing that's different because for me, when I first heard it, I already knew. Went through the man phone, seen old girls texting so and so, went crazy. They got like when it comes to domestic violence situations, it's half and half with that because sometimes women will women will push you to mm-hmm. send it as soon as you slap them across the table. He hit me. No, but he beat the shit out of her. Like he used his martial arts. But you gotta understand. Your class, but you bitch. gotta understand though. The <laughs> support was saying they was driving or whatever, and he pulled over and was trying to push her out. He probably was just so fucking frustrated and so, trying probably, so hard to put his hands on her. But the thing is, like I said, she came out and said that. <laughs> 
apparently throughout the relationship she'd be beating Chris ass. Listen, she's bar- the- she's from Barbados. I already knew. Yeah, I already know what's up. Like she said that night. That she said that night. It just got. It just got. To, it just went too far, and he. He lost it because of what happened, and he used all his force. Cause you know, you know, like I know, if you had a man, like my friend will tell you, yeah, my best friend does the same thing. Used to fight her boyfriend. That he, shit ain't cute. It ain't cute, but I'm saying he don't use all his force. But we know that men can. Well, yeah, and then if you talking about oh. I was beating on him. Of course, he fucking tired, bitch. So he, he probably was, was like, he probably I on him upside his head. He probably frustrated driving, trying not to crash, trying not to put hands on her. He pulled over, trying to get her out the car. She got a seatbelt on, can't get out the car, so he fucking lost it. That's people people still won't even listen to Chris Brown. I was just at a house party. I was just at um somebody's house party, and voices don't even wouldn't even play him. He came on, um, he came on, and we was listening to popping. And they was like, uh-uh, Chris Brown canceled, cut him off. And I'm like, what? And R. Kelly came on and he was like, he canceled too. Like, yeah, everybody. I sure do be saying that shit. If you be, ain't nothing wrong. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> it's all wrong. Cut that shit off. Okay. But I was so that hurt that they wanted to cancel Chris Brown. I was just like, why, why we can't listen to Chris Brown? Y'all listen to R. Kelly? Like... The thing is, he that man came out on stage on his knees and was crying before they forgave Chris Brown. And she's sitting right there on the table like, yeah, if I be hitting Chris, I'd be whooping him. And we just went, things went too far that time. And the thing is, I don't even think Rihanna would have reported him because she ain't the one that made the call. Yeah, I, I think she would have probably just, you know. She would have took them hits. They would have been mad at each other and got back together like they really did in real life. But that lady, whoever... Wherever, whoever line he pushed out of the car was doing this and called the cops. <laughs> and they showed up and she probably was like... Yeah, and they put faces of her, pictures of her faces out. Right? And that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, that's fucked up. Like, what you gonna do right now? Your face on the TV and you already know you miss your man already. But you don't want to run back to him yet. So you're like, dang, I gotta go along with this for a little minute. Because I know I was kind of wrong. That don't excuse him, but it's just like we pick the we pick and choose who we want to condemn. Yeah, and it's not right. Like I said, if you're gonna condemn everybody for crimes, commit condemn all of them. If you're gonna condemn Chris and R. Kelly, everybody, anybody that do something, mute all of them. Don't just say, well, you know, I'm about to mute Chris. You're gonna mute Chris Brown, but you know what? We're gonna keep listening to R. Kelly, or you know, we don't want to talk about this. We don't want to support this football player. Or this basketball player, but we support this one. We'll support this one that drags his girlfriend through the lobby and beat up in the elevator. But Dwayne, I mean Dwight Howard, come out as gay. Oh no, we can't support him. Gay, he's fucking with a transgender woman. So she wasn't transgender. No, it was a gay man. It was a gay man. It's a trannee, basically dressed like a a transvestite, basically dressed like a woman, but still has their parts. Oh, that's why they're going so hard on. And the thing is, that case is still. That case is still up in the air because. But I'm like, so fucking what? The only thing I see wrong about that situation is that he hid the shit in the first place. He it's hid it in the black men. I, that's what I see two things wrong that he hid it in the fact that she felt, he, she, whatever, felt the need to expose. Yeah. Like, I was just like, the fact that you, before it even got to the point where they was trying to make you sign an NDA and threatening you, like they said, you was already recording calls and screenshotting. So you, was, you already had a motive. But yeah. their their whole argument was, well, I knew this day would come. 
So why? I had to protect myself. Why did you think this day if was coming? If y'all was so in love, why would you feel like the day would come? Because when I date somebody, I don't think that the day's going to come where I'm going to need to have screenshots and phone recording. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's what I said. That's why when that happened, I just went and put that out of sight, out of mind. I was just like, he gay, let it go. It just came out the wrong way. He got exposed. He didn't get to tell his own truth. That's messed up. Which is fucked up. I don't. I don't like when gay or not. I don't like when people expose people like that. Yeah. I don't like when way. people expose videos and all this stuff, especially for being gay, for sleeping with trans, for whatever they're doing. Let me tell my own truth. If I'm not committing a crime, why are you exposing me? Expose people like R. Kelly. Exactly. Y'all don't expose him. Ain't nobody. You tell me, ain't nobody found no way to sneak a camera up in there yet in 2018 and capture some stuff and leak it real quick. Man, I think R. Kelly probably somebody. I probably he probably had a little girl in the. I don't know. Honestly, I feel like R. Kelly done killed a couple girls. Honestly, because I, I, like I don't. I don't think there's no way in hell that he ain't get hold to no smart bitch that 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 was gonna put it on him. I think he done killed a couple girls because there's no way in 30 years. Ain't no girl could have been escaped from you. Could have had your ass exposed, especially into in this day and age. I think you don't kill the. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why. That's why, shit was on that's why in 2018 there is a documentary and there is so much interviews and this, that, and that because with media right now, like I said, you can't walk out the door and not get caught. You know, everything is servicing now. Um, Asriel at the concert in the front row with Joycelyn. And things are coming up, you know, just hilarious. She made a video. She's like, I was at the concert and I saw them, but I didn't even know who they was until I seen the documentary. And I'm like, dang, I seen them girls in the front row. Of course, he going to bring them to the concert. Keep his eye on them. Just because they look like they was having fun at the concert, they probably was happy not to be locked up for a day. For real. Yeah, y'all better get y'all ass down there and support. Yeah, R. Kelly, I'ma scream too. <laughs> I ain't locked up today. I'm not in the van. The girl said she was in the van for nine hours. For real, I think that's gonna come out too. He probably had to kill a couple. He had to, and, and and it had to be covered up. And them publicists and that lawyer them said, "I ain't sticking around for no bodies." They said some sex crimes. Yeah, we can kind of get you off on that. A murder. A murder. I ain't sticking around to say I knew about that one. <laughs> and whoever hiding and being anonymous on the documentary. They're going to get her ass, too. And if Sparkle Needs is still sitting there training girls. Because there's no way somebody you would need to be anonymous if this motherfucker wasn't that dangerous. That dangerous where you were afraid. You're the only one in the whole documentary that right. made sure that nobody you know, like You don't want nobody to know who the fuck you is or what your voice sound like. Nothing. Who you, wait, who you thought it was? No, I just know it's a woman. I don't know right. who it is. How dangerous can you be? But we're just saying, if you felt the need to do all of that, Make sure you were blurred and make sure your voice was distorted. You afraid. And you don't want him coming after you. And yeah, and I know he, he threatened a couple of them girls, though. And he revealed a lot. And um, Ger- uh, Geronda, the one that met him at the trial, said she broke her NDA. She had an NDA. Uh, she wasn't supposed to be speaking on it. She, she got to pay it. <laughs> I don't know if she got to pay it or what, but she said she broke her silence to be on here. He been, that lady said he had settlements. He has a team to keep these girls. They run. They bring them back. They lock them up. I believe you. That's sex trafficking. I think he done got a couple girls killed or tried to kill a couple And until there's a video. My girl said they was talking about killing her. When she had told him, you know, this tape is out. And then 
Oh yeah, when she first released that tape, they was talking about Kelly. And oh, she said yeah. R. Kelly has killed. She said R. Kelly, the one in the book said R. Kelly killed the guard, the um, the one named Ray. She said the one that's called Ray that he slept that she slept with, and they slept with and had a threesome. What's that? Oh, she said the one that I had. We had a threesome the night after they had a threesome. She said R. Kelly shot him and killed him. Wow. Oh, I thought she said that they never. Uh... Well, she said she said she said she never told her. I read somewhere else that somebody said they sh- somebody R. Kelly shot him, but she said after he started putting her up on game, and then after that, she st- she started sleeping with him when R. Kelly, R. Kelly when R. Kelly wasn't around. She started sleeping with him and getting information from him. He suddenly disappeared, and somebody else was assigned to him. Because mm-hmm. he, he put he only put her up on game when he got mad at R. Kelly. He decided he liked her. And when he said he liked her and was sleeping with her, he decided to say, oh, yeah, y'all getting drugged. <laughs> Everything that you've been knowing, but you're just not saying, you know. And then he went missing. Pretty sure R. Kelly got bodies on bodies. And if them bodies ever come up. That's who does. And everybody else says, along with him. That one little one that was smiling and kicking, like, yeah, they You going. Yeah, because he was fucking. He pissed me off. girls, too. Everybody talking about something. If he doing all this, why is only six people in the documentary? You think he only did for thirty years? You think this all he got to show for thirty years? This all people that they don't want to come forward. That girl said it was so many girls here giving information for us on this documentary. He said, but they refused. They didn't even want to be voice distorted or hidden like the one person. She said they just said no altogether. No altogether. The director said they just said no. They're not gonna be. Recorded. She said, "Well, I'll tell you information, but I don't want to record it. I don't want to." And to all the girls saying the same thing about him. The same thing. Yeah, like there's no way that they all was like, "Yeah, let's come together and get our story together before we go out here." They like they saying the same words that the other girl was just saying. And the thing is that the only two that actually admitted to knowing each other. Was Sparkle and the backup singer? The rest of them may never say they seen each other. Yeah. They all say they seen Sparkle niece. But R. Kelly didn't even let them girls talk to one another. So it's like. So you telling me girls that's been kept separate the entire time in different rooms, different hotels, and different parts of the house all got together and created one story? No fucking way. No fucking way. They probably got together and compared notes. He did that like, oh, he did it to me. Oh, you right. did it to me too? Oh, he did it to you too? Oh, Dang, that was me too. And they probably was just like, well, damn, this motherfucker, like... Like, know. it was so bad. They was trying to meet up in the house. When she said that, that was the key yeah. note for y'all to know that there's no way these girls could get together and create a plot to take him down. When she said... We planned multiple times to meet up in the house. They couldn't even have phones or nothing. They we snuck our phones and said, I'm going to ask to go to the bathroom. And you asked to go to the bathroom. We're going to meet up. And we never did. It never happened. I never saw her. After I brought her there, I never saw her again. That lets you know. Once you in there, you in there. Like, what? I don't know what people need. And, and you know... Like I said, my prediction for all of this, literally, beyond this whole theory right now that we have with these bodies that may serve us one day, I really believe that he going to push one girl too far, and she's going to kill him. And then suddenly, she's going to be on trial, and they're going to throw her under the jail. Mm-hmm. 
and blame her for killing their beloved R. Kelly. Well, R. Kelly been fucking up people left and right for thirty years. Been fucking up suddenly, suddenly none of suddenly none of that is gonna matter. Just like that one um, lady, Santoya, who just got clemency. Yeah, prostituted by her pimp. She needs some financial uh, restitution or something because there's no way I'm going to be sitting in jail all that long and I know that I killed somebody and it's justified. Prostituted, beat, assaulted, abused, and she snaps one day and kills somebody and they say, we're going to lock you under the jail for 15 years. And she's supposed to serve life. That's the solution. Why didn't y'all think, damn, sexual abuse is them. Let's get her some help, but she done been through some shit. And that's probably why her ass snapped, hauled off, and killed that man. That's, exactly, that's, that's precisely why she did it. And then somebody got on her post and was just like, I don't know why we're celebrating this. I don't know why we're celebrating this because she killed somebody. And the person she killed wasn't even her pimp that she claimed abused her. It was a random guy that had nothing to do with her abuse. No, I'm pretty sure he slept with her, too. Or was yeah. trying to sleep. Or was her. trying. To, she don't just. You don't just wake up because you dad abused and kill somebody random. It was definitely justified. She definitely snapped, and there was definitely something that happened before then. Sexual abuse is not to be taken lightly. If every day you wake up somebody raping you and making you get out there and walk the corner, today they're gonna try you, and you gonna take off on them. That same post, she was making it seem like the guy that bought her was just some innocent bystander, like. He just, you know, did not deserve for her to kill him. Well, when you don't want to be sex trafficked no more, what do you think is going to happen? I think patriarchy just is more powerful when talking about rape culture. I think it's more powerful than what people actually realize. Because I actually got into a, a debate with my sisters when I made the comment saying men are trash. And I, they were just like, what do you mean men are trash? You have uncles, you have brother-in-laws, you have nephews, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, that don't apply to them. I was just like, it could apply to them. I was just like, but patriarchy works just how white supremacy works. It really does, honestly. You men, know what I'm saying? Men, I agree with you when you say men are trash, because simply a lot of women are being abused and don't even know. And this is one that a lot of people are going to disagree with me on. But honestly, when you're in a hetero relationship, that whole... You better put out, or I'm gonna go find me another girl. That's so abuse. <laughs> like you dating somebody, and you only had sex with them because you didn't want to lose them. So really, they have psychologically and mentally abused you into having sex with them before you were ready. Not even that. Like, I just feel like men are trash because of the things that patriarchy allows them to do. How they benefit from patriarchy, like I said, it works just like white supremacy. The only people that benefit from white supremacy is white people. The only people that benefit from patriarchy is men. men so it's like men are trash because just like I'm not gonna say white people are trash, which depends on who you ask. But you know, it's because of the things that white supremacy will allow for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. That's where I was getting at with it. And I don't even think that people realize how deep this shit is, especially when we're talking about rape culture. It's it These women are lying. That didn't really happen. And we, was just, we were just watching the show You today. And the girl was at the table with her professor. She was his TA. And they was talking. And he started trying to touch her under the table. And she said, what are you doing? And backed up. And he said, oh, don't 
don't try that. You come here with your your do me eyes and your, I can see your nipples through your shirt and all this stuff and you know what's up. Like if you really wanted my opinion on writing, then you need to write better. But you hear like he took try to bl- put the blame on her for coming out to dinner with him to He's discuss a married him. man. He like, was I feel like men don't understand consent until. It's a gay boy. That's they, to talk to suddenly they understand them. consent when right. they're uncomfortable. But when it comes to them and women, they don't. And I, I honestly, though, the way patriarchy works and how it has shaped society, I don't. Sometimes I really don't think that the things that men do, some men out there that really don't have ill intentions when it comes to women, some of the things that they do because of how patriarchy is shaped, they don't realize they that realize their behavior it. is creepy to a woman. You don't just come up to a woman and do this, that, and the third, or X, Y, and Z because that comes off as creepy. But you don't see anything wrong with it because of patriarchy. Station video. When you get in somebody, when you get in somebody inbox, and you keep messaging them and they don't answer you back, right? You might not think nothing is and wrong. And you finally with say it. they finally say something to you, and then you call them an ugly bitch and or a hoe, or, or, or then you harassing someone. Not even that. My dad, right? I, when I'm home alone and it's nighttime and he didn't tell me nobody was coming over or I'm not expecting any company, somebody knocks on the door, guess what? I'm turning all the lights out, the TV off, everything getting silent. I'm not going to the door and not answering it. My dad gets mad at me because he was just like, if somebody knocks on the door, just flip on the light, open up the window, see who it is. And if it's not nobody that you called for, close the window, keep on going. And I told him, I'm like, bro, I'm a woman. I, don't I can't feel do safe. shit like I don't that. I feel safe doing I that. I was just like, I can't do shit like that. I was just like, if they see you, a big ass black man, come to the window and they looking for trouble, they are not gonna come in the house. But they see, they see, they, they see a woman peep out and they realize she home by herself. Now they breaking in and they raping. Exactly. That's why I tried to explain to him, and he was just like, "Oh, okay." Well, There's a reason I didn't think about it that way, and I'm like, "Because you're a man, you don't have to think about it." Even now, right now, if 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 I if y'all ain't tell me y'all was coming over here, and y'all knock on the door, I cut all my stuff off, and I go tiptoe over there. I don't cut that light on over there. I stand on my tippy toes. I don't answer the door at all at my apartment. I live with a whole bunch of men, so hey, y'all get the door. Somebody knock on the door. One of y'all get up and go answer the door. Me, right. Me, I mean, it's just me and her here, so I'm nosy. If you knock on the door, I'm going to go look, but you're not going to know that I'm looking because you can't hear me walking. You can't hear my music, my show. You can't hear nothing back here. You know, you you know from when you knock on the door, you right. got to call me and let you know you're here. They got to call and say, Simone, I'm at the door. Because I can't hear you in there, but every so often right. somebody knocks on my door by accident because the plug stay next door. So they accidentally knock on my door trying to get to his door. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I don't get up at all because I be like, if they don't knock a second time, then they realize they was at the wrong house. Right. But sometimes I'll get up and I'll go and I'll stand out there and I'll look. And if I don't recognize it, I'll say, but I ain't going to make no noise. You're not going to know I'm here. And especially if I was in a house where my door was right by the window, I'm definitely not going to go. And you see me looking and see me walk away and not answer the door. Right, that's what I told him. I was like, if I, am, I said, if I am here alone and somebody knocks on the door, I'm not answering it. Period, point blank. And he used to just get so bad. I'm like, I'm a woman. I can't just go to the door and look. As a, oh, as this a ain't woman, coming in for me and you ain't t- click, buy, and go. No, it don't work like that. It Stop charming her, like Leo. So. As, as a woman, it's just a lot of things I'm not going to do. And it's things like this. You know, you go to a club, a man rubs on you, you say no. He cussing you out. 
He's still rubbing up on you. And anyway. they don't understand. And I don't think men understand the concept is that a woman's sexuality is not for your consumption. My her body, body is, is not for your consumption. My body is not she, for Her you. whole being, a whole woman's being is not for your consumption. You know what I mean? So I, I think once once men start to realize that, I think then we can start having more conversations like this because if not, it's just going to be a man. Men, men, men don't realize it because they have said the most disgusting things ever. Um, surrounding this R. Kelly mess about how they don't see nothing wrong and you know how he ain't wrong and how these girls knew but why the woman has to always know better why does the woman have to do something to entice you right and I think honestly though like I just think it's like I said it's like a man versus woman conversation always instead of thinking well shit for fuck the fact that it's a woman why is this man treating somebody like that? Why do you think it's okay to be treated like that, regardless of gender? They're treating somebody like... During the Bill Cosby trial, all they cared about was what they saw as Mr. Huxtable. That's all they cared about. They didn't care that Bill Cosby could have possibly put drugs in women's drinks and drugged them to get them to have sex with him. Right. Because in the 70s and the 80s, that's what they were doing, drugging people. And it, it's just impossible because he was Mr. Huxtable. Father... Husband, five kids. That was his nice TV. House. His TV character, y'all. I love. And that it. show wasn't even for us, no doubt. I love. It really wasn't because that it just was so unrealistic. All right. A two parent, a, a two parent household where there's a doctor and a lawyer married with five kids, and they got money, and they teach their kids lessons and care about them. They were white in in the eighties. <laughs> they represented white the white family unit. Right in the eighties. Not in New York. In New York. And then on top of that, no episode Theo ever running into getting into it with the Hold on. Hold on. Now there's an R. Kelly challenge. What's the lowest you dated? You see this you see, I'm glad it's recording right now. Instead of addressing things, there's an R. Kelly challenge. What's the lowest age you dated before? Like I said, if the age consent law was 12 years old, these niggas out here would be fucking and sucking on every little girl. Because it's like I told her, you know, in different parts of the world, it don't make it right, but in different cultures around the world, there are girls getting married and having sex at 12 and 13. At 13, they have whole families, and they wife number three and four. Soon Soon as you get 12 and 13 and you go through puberty and you've had a period, your parents are trying to see what man in the village wants to marry you. I just couldn't imagine myself getting married to anybody being forced to marry that young because I feel like as a teenager, you should be going through a The life. color purple. Right. Marrying off his daughters. He practically sold Seeley to Mr. In the book, he was raping Seeley. Yeah, two kids from Seeley. And sold them. Sold them. To other couples who couldn't have kids. This thing goes on so much deeper. This is a conversation started for people. And they some of them are taking it lightly. And some people are really realizing how sick things are. But it's a conversation started. It, it, you got to start with R. Kelly. And then you got to go deeper. You need to look past the celebrity R. Kelly, and the people. R. Kelly is not the, the first he black person. Is not the last he won't be the last. It's common in the black community for black men to just not be predatory. But for it to be made okay in some instances. Because when a girl, you know, she's being fast. But when a little boy is being grown, oh, he's so mannish. 
People come in your house, you tell your teenage daughter to go put on some clothes, put on some pants. But First you, all, but you let your son sit there in his boxes with no shirt on. Exactly. Listen, I. First of all, if I gotta go tell my daughter to go put some put some pants on to take them shorts off with so and so coming over here, I need to be looking at so and so and wondering why I'm letting him in the house. That's the end of that. Why is so and so coming to my house where I gotta make my child right. in their comfort zone? Get changed so that so and so don't be looking at them. Exactly, because so and so can't fucking come over here if I'm if I'm gonna be making my baby change her clothes. No, so and so is not welcome in my motherfucking house. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, I just never understood. You got these mamas with boyfriends. Their daughters tell them the 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 boyfriend and the stepfather touching them, and they want to keep these men so bad. The girl in Orlando, um, Alexandria. Um, back in 2016, 2015, turned up dead. Um, they hadn't seen her for years. Well, no, not years. They hadn't seen her for days, weeks. They found her body. Um, oh. Yeah, they found her body down the road somewhere and was killed by the mom and boyfriend. Yeah. And apparently... She was she, pregnant she, by him or something like no, that. No, she wasn't pregnant by him. Uh, oh, apparently, that's another, story, that's yeah. another one. Yeah. Apparently, she reported to her mama that he had been touching her. And the mama told her she was lying. The family knew about it and everything. And they told her she was lying first, but then forgave him and said they weren't going to talk about it. And then, and then on the day that she turned up missing, they have him on camera going to work around the time that she was. She, she didn't go to school that day. She stayed home. He went to work, clocked in, randomly clocked out, went home, and came back and clocked in later. When she, the mama came home, the daughter's room was clean cleaned out, bleached out and everything because he had no killed that girl and cleaned up all the blood and everything. Raped her and killed her. She could have did something about that. Or the one girl that, um, it was on Twitter, somebody was like, you know, my cousin, she told her mom that her stepdad raped her and the mom, you know, Told her she was lying and everything. Her cousin committed suicide, and the mama is still with him to this day. Yeah, I read that too. And another girl said, "I reported a guy that raped me, and his mug shot got on the internet, and all my friends commented and said, who was the girl? I bet she was fast. I bet she did all this.' She said, and then when I told my friends it was me, then they suddenly felt sympathy and was like." You so brave. <laughs> you so brave and all that stuff. But y'all just calling whoever it was a hoe and calling them fast and saying, you know what I'm saying? So this conversation is going on and on. We're going to wrap it up because, yeah, you know, surviving our Kelly is just literally. We just got to hold our black men accountable. Hold our black men accountable and stop. Stop. Exactly. Stop. Well, what about this community? And what about that? No, we we worry, about, us. worry about ourselves. Hold our black men accountable. Stop um, calling our women liars. Start caring about our women. Start caring about victims. Period. Get our black get our black people some mental health. Get them some help. Some right. counseling. Take it seriously. Take it seriously. Stop shoving things under the rug. Watch out for your kids. Watch out for your kids. 
Watch out for your kids. Exactly. And don't be letting them fly out and go meet celebrities and shit because bitch, I'm gonna be on a flight too. Don't let them get picked up at lunch on school campus. Keep your kids in check. And And talk to them. Keep them in check and being worried about them don't mean you gotta be all up in their business. It's a way to go about animals. Keep 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 the relationship open early on to the point they don't feel like they gotta sneak and lie to you. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Half of this shit that R. Kelly could have been prevented had not these parents would have had an open line of communication with their kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or teaching them a better way to look at sex instead of being, you know, I seen a post that was saying, we teach our girls that sex is for when somebody loves you. And then when that happens, they think, oh, we in love. But right. No. Or we tell our girls don't have sex when we give out the waste condoms. Right. Mm-hmm. Somebody made a post on some y'all so worried about gay people, but y'all telling y'all girls don't have sex and y'all giving y'all boys condoms. So who they having sex with? Must be other boys because if y'all telling all the girls don't have sex, who they having sex with? Hmm. It's done in the dark. Always comes to light. But yeah, we gotta slide. Y'all. Yeah. Well, you know, we wrapping it up. We done, y'all. Um, want to appreciate everybody for coming out and sharing their point of view. Um, this night about to go play 2K. We definitely, we definitely will do this again on another topic. Got much more things to touch on, but you know, sexual assault and abuse, rape, sex trafficking, all that's real. And the black community needs to get up and it's time to make some moves, time to make some changes. Period. Period. And on that note, we out. Out. Whoopcha.